0: Welcome to Creators Apocalypse episode 133. I'm Matt, my co-host Ant is with me today. Ant, how have you been?
1: (sighs) Yeah, that that, good drink you're drinking there? What are you drinking there, Ant? Tell us all about it. Honey Jack Daniels and Coke. Oh, God,
0: what a woofter. What are you drinking that for?
1: Because you don't drink Jack Daniels and eat, because it's shit.
0: Yeah, Jack Daniels is dog shit. I'm actually drinking right now Gentleman Jack and Pepsi. It's
1: not much better. (laughs)
0: Well, no, it's stronger... It just doesn't taste very good. Mm. I think Jack Daniels is just a really cheap and nasty whiskey. Mm. That's the it's an problem. American whiskey. Well, yes. yeah, that's true. That's it. Wild Turkey is nice sugar though. water. Wild Turkey is really nice
1: though.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, um, mm. but
1: how are you doing this week? I don't know. What week is it?
0: Um, I'm not quite sure. It's the end of April. What? I yeah, I know. Yeah, anyway, we've got a couple of days left of April, and then we're into March. Damn smart
1: weather. Um, You're telling me I've been stuck at home for over a month now?
0: Yeah, it's been over a month. It's fucking nightmarish, isn't it? Um, Okay, well, we've been in lockdown for a month. Not much has happened. Let's realistically talk about the world. There's not much changing. Everything's been pushed back, so it's no longer being released at the same time it it was. There's been a lot of Netflix stuff that's suddenly come up that's just on there. Um, I watched a romantic comedy the other day. This isn't going to be a review, it's just going to be a mention of it. I watched a romantic comedy with Olivia Munn in it. Why? Uh, I don't know. It was completely inoffensive and absolutely fine. Well, it was that's like... your first review? Awesome. No, it wasn't my first review. It's just a really simple romantic story. And it's the kind of thing that I imagine is probably doing gangbusters on Netflix right now. You know where you get the idea that, like, it's just stuff. The
1: community's on Netflix now. There. I know, I've been so, watching it, yeah. That's all anyone's watching. You reckon? Yeah, yeah everyone, everyone's on... obsessed with it. It's even got the Yahoo series. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. same series Because Yahoo awesome. video, like, died, didn't it? Did, it did, yeah. It yeah. was. Because it's, it's all they absorbed. had was community.
0: Wasn't it absorbed in something? Well, it didn't just have community. It had the Mindy Kaling show. It had the last two seasons of that. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch that? No. Oh.
1: Okay. I mean, what? even the CBS <laughs> has got two Star Trek shows.
0: Well, that's true. It's only got Star Trek shows, even though Picard is on Amazon.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's not over, is it? You it's loved Picard, didn't
0: you? <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> so it's uh, episode 133. Like I said, there's nothing new really in the world. I mean, there's been a couple of Animal Crossing updates, and that's really been the bulk of it, hasn't it? In a couple of days, guess what gets released? That's right, Anne. Your favourite game, Gears Tactics, is is coming A last week well, I was waiting game for the Pass. Gears Funko Pops game. No, that's already out. Is it? Uh... I played it for quite a bit. It's not very good. Don't mm-hmm. recommend it. No. Not my first review. <laughs> But yeah, Gears Tactics is out. Can you get on with your first review? Well, no, Gears Tactics is out in a couple of days, and uh, you know, some stuff has been released, we're going to talk about it, but yeah, for the most part, like, we got the VOD shit. I reviewed Bloodshot before, because I saw that just before cinemas closed down, um, but there's not really been anything, has there? No. What are you going to review, Anne? <laughs> I don't know. All I'll right. figure out when I get there. Cool. Alright, well, my first review... I'll just say stuff. Cool. Just do what I do then. Just randomly Just Wait, ramble yeah. on.
1: You, I mean, you wasted two reviews just now.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't review anything. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. just went and said yeah, stuff. I didn't review anything. Like, I, don't I didn't even really. say the name of it, so how would it be a review? Uh, my first review this week is going to be nice and quick. It's Vigor. Vigor for the Switch and Xbox Free 1. <laughs> Xbox One. <laughs> I went back in time for a second. Went back in time. <laughs> um, it's all because of that fucking YouTube joke. I've gone backwards. Uh, (coughs) So Vigor is a game on the Xbox One and and the Switch right now. It's an open beta for Switch. Um, Oh, actually, no, it's not an open beta. It's in closed beta for Switch. Um, Coming out soon, uh, but you can can buy it and then play it. Um, And on the Xbox One, I think it's been out for quite a while. It's on PC as well, but yeah, it's on Game Pass on Xbox One if you want to try it. It's essentially a battle royale in which you have 12 people enter, I think it's 12, 12 people enter into a, into a, like a, A map. There are about five or six maps. And they have points where there will be supplies. You go and you grab supplies, and then you leave the map, and then whatever supplies you got, you hold on to. Got it? You can kill other people, steal their supplies, if you've got guns. And you can get guns fairly easily. You get given some at the beginning of the game, and you can craft them using supplies you have.
1: Oh, God, survival elements. Well, no, 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 not in
0: the game. So when you start the match, you, you choose which guns you want to take in, and then you go in and then you hit the main points. So there's like buildings, like little towns and structures and stuff. It's a smallish map. It's about. It's way smaller. <coughs> it's way smaller than like Fortnite or PUBG or, or Warzone. It's just big enough that you won't see other people if you sort of skirt the lines and you stay away from the bigger areas. Um, and then there is a random safe somewhere on the map. And to open the safe, you have to basically sit there and this little safe cracking thing works its way. And then if you get all the stuff out of the safe, it's usually the really good shit and then the poison gas gets released and you have to run out of the map. So even if you haven't got the safe, if you've just been going and opening boxes around the edge, there's a chance you've got quite a lot of good shit. Just another
1: battle royale.
0: It is a battle royale, because you can shoot people and kill each other. So like, But you don't necessarily have to to win.
1: No.
0: So you can sneak around, find the safe, open the safe, and then just run off the map, fuck off, and never see anyone. You can even just skirt around the edges, take everything, and then just leave the map. You can go into the game and just shoot a bunch of people, never loot their bodies, and then just leave the map, and then that's it. So you choose when the game ends, but gambling for more stuff means that you, you know, there's a risk versus reward. And it's kind of a nice idea. Mm -hmm. The game performs really well on Switch. You can, it's again, it's a Mortal Kombat 11 situation, so you can really tell the graphics are downgraded, especially when you go from something like a Switch Lite to a TV. Like when you've got a big 4K TV and Xbox One X, you're playing Vigor in 4K. It looks great and everything. And then as soon as you go to the Switch, there's a noticeable downgrade, but obviously making it portable.
1: Put your eyes really far away from the screen, so it's all tiny.
0: But obviously making it portable has its own benefits, and Vigor, I think, really is one of those games you can pick up, you can play a 5 10 minute match, and then, you know, close the Switch. While on the toilet. Yeah basically, or um, or in between you know, your lunch break at work and things like that, and then just turn the switch off. You play it on the Xbox
1: when you're on the toilet. That's
0: true of a mirror.
1: Yeah, a series of mirrors. A series of mirrors. You'd need one, two, three. At least three mirrors.
0: Yeah, um, but Vigor, there is another another platform that Vigor's on that is going to be, um, I think, is going to be kind of big. Google and, Stadia. pun? No, it's odd that you say that. I have joined the Xbox streaming app, Beta. So I have it on my phone so I can stream on my phone and I've also tried Google Stadia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this why my internet keeps going down? No.
0: That's Google Stadia if it's using all of our internet I am not getting cost
1: of performance.
2: <laughs> no.
0: It is a bad platform. <laughs> so Google Stadia is like everyone said is it's is just Is Vigo
1: on Google Stadia? No. Then why are you going about
0: it? It's on Xbox streaming service. i are you going about the Xbox? Okay. So <laughs> I I Stay gave focused. it I gave it a bit of a go on my phone and everything else. And my phone oddly enough has a slightly bigger screen than my Switch Lite. So it worked great. It doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. 6.7 inch screen. It's widescreen though, so it's different. So the aspect ratio is bigger
1: than the Switch screen.
0: My Switch Lite. Yeah. It's a 5.5 inch screen, which is like that.
1: That nah, is bigger than that. No, it's like that. It's bigger than this. Yeah. Kind of, you liar. Is bigger than that.
0: Uh, but yeah, so both experiences. One of the things that I will say is a, a, a Quad HD screen on a phone is obviously sharper than a 720p screen on the Switch Lite. But still, the actual gameplay and everything else, they're pretty comparable. Uh, really, really good. The Xbox streaming service surprisingly, surprisingly just works. It feels weird to say that about a service. Especially when I was so negative about the PlayStation Now network when I tried it. And how poor that worked.
1: Like It's because like if you do the whole thing where you just stream directly to a friend, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. PlayStation yeah. now's just, just doesn't I've work. I've played this whole Android cactus and stuff streaming and been fine with mm. it. And it's like Yeah.
0: It's weird. One of the one of the things that I, I I wanted to find out was you remember when I had the Nvidia Shield TV and we played we streamed us playing a game we were streaming off of that. Mm and we played through the whole of it and never
1: had a problem. We had loads of problems. The game kept stuttering really? the whole way through. I don't remember that. It did after a while. Like
0: I think it did once we yeah, I think it did after when like, we played
1: that Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, one. I
0: think it was a, the first half an hour we were fine yeah. and then yeah. after that for some reason we had issues. But yeah, it was it was that I thought was like a precursor to what we were going to get.
2: Because
1: that thing was released in 2015, I freaking used on live back in the day.
0: I know, I know. But that thing was released in 2015, and I I had to buy it from America, get it ported over so that we could, so that I could play games on a 4K little Android box. I started playing, and and everything kind of worked fine, and then suddenly everything went backwards, and then streaming services became bad again because PlayStation Now was released, and uh, and seeing how Google Google Stadia plays against Microsoft's service. It's just this really weird. It's like again, Google, are this powerhouse. If they just put their
1: money into this and they actually put effort into this, you have to pay extra for the better service. Oh, is that what I need to do? Yeah, you only get 720p on the basic. Oh, thing. is
0: that is that the issue? It is. It they should just stream. No, like, even you have at to 720p, pay extra. Even they got
1: t- tiered subscriptions. You have to pay extra for the Ugh. better quality.
0: I'm not paying for a service that doesn't work at 720p. And the 4k
1: one doesn't work. It yeah, the no, 4k yet. doesn't work. No.
0: Here. And have you seen that their promise was that Doom Eternal would be 4K, 60 frames per second on release, mm. and they're just about hitting 1080p. Mm. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, it's, Vigor is, Vigor is a good game. I think it's a great game for short bursts. And if you're bored of, if you're bored of just shooty, shooty, fine gun, shooty, shooty, and there being no permanent effect on yourself, I think this could be the kind of game that you can progress. Oh. Not just aesthetically, because you can. Aesthetically. Aesthetically. The more guns, are, the more, shit that you collect when you're in the game the better guns you can craft and you can't actually buy you can buy bits and pieces you can buy like like blueprints mm-hmm. but then you still need to get the parts and then before a match if you wanted to say insure yourself so if you died you still got the shit back at your base you can spend like a little bit of money to do that and they give you currency based on how well you've done a match you know it's it's one of those things it's designed to make Some money play game kind of I think it might cost money on release, though. Yeah. I don't know. That would be a great question to ask the people that sent me the code for the Switch version. I'll ask them. But as it stands, I'm enjoying it. Should we do your research? Yeah, probably. They did send me a pack, but I didn't read. <laughs> so they sent me a pack and a bunch of money. <laughs> and that was it. Where like, you money? No, not like money is in cash, I mean money in the game. No, then it's yeah. free to play. Yeah,
1: they sent you the in-game money so you could like spend Give it, it a go, yeah, and, and not it. see when it falls apart. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but
0: yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. I've really like I genuinely have. Like, I think that um, of all the battle royales, like I stopped playing Fortnite a long time ago. I stopped playing PUBG ages ago. Fortnite's
1: just Fortnite's just a chat room for children, basically. That's what it
0: is. Do you remember when there was meant to be a proper game from Fortnite?
1: Yeah, yeah. But no, no, people spent they spent years making that zombie. I really wanted like, that game to come out. It okay, the game's out. That's what Fortnite is. You have to buy it. It's twenty quid to buy the Fortnite. Yeah, but it doesn't work. It does. It's there.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't work. Is what I'm saying. It's always been in beta, and it's always had technical issues. Yeah, because no one plays it. Well, because the servers are dedicated to a fucking free to play game. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Uh, but yeah, if you're tired of like PUBG and shit like that, it feels a little bit like a more sparsely populated PUBG. Where violence isn't the answer to every situation. I think that also like violence I said... violence
1: is never the answer. Like I said, Violence uh, is the question. I think this and is And the answer is yes.
0: This is the first um the first time I've played a game like this on any format where I've sort of been like, Oh, okay. I like I like the stealthier elements, I like the idea that I can sort of hunt people if I want to, or I can just what try you
1: mean to- twisted metal battle, battle royale game. I don't know. Probably next week. I want to parachute cars in.
0: It's not perfect, but it's it's slightly more slightly more to it than other games in this in mm. this sort of um, category. So I'm I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a...
1: Multiple seconds of silence.
0: I'm going to give it a Morgan Freeman. Oh. Ah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit it's out there. Not a real... There's a lot of shit out there with a Battle Royale title. And like Morgan Freeman, it seems to just be bandied around everywhere. Morgan Freeman's done some dog shit movies in his time.
1: But every so often... You're saying Driving Miss Daisy's a dog shit? Yeah.
0: Every so often, something elevates itself out of the shit. And I think this is one of the ones that elevates itself a little bit. You
1: saw me as the shit weasels.
0: Oh, you're talking about um, the, the Stephen, Stephen King, King adaptation. Deliverance, no. Uh, no, it's not Deliverance. It's D-something though, isn't it? I
1: can't remember. <laughs>
0: It's not the it's not the it's not the uh Langoliers.
1: Morgan Freeman's <laughs> not in anything now.
0: Desperation? No, Desperation's another Stephen King book. Dreamcatcher.
1: Dreamcatcher. I've
0: seen that film. Oh, I like yeah. that film. Yeah. Timothy Oliphant. David Flewis. Fewless. Fewless. No, it's not David Flewless. It's um It's Timothy Oliphant. And it's Thomas Jane. Oh. And Jason Lee. I do know. And Morgan no Freeman, that,
2: Tom Sizemore. Why do you even
0: bring it up? And God, it's the ginger guy who's in. Uh, who's in? Your Highness, I'm just going to name obscure movies from now on. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's most of the cast. I just named there. By the way, well done. Pretty good, right? Well
1: done. You proud yourself?
0: Yeah, well, I like that film.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> It's not completely terrible. People
1: with bad movie opinions said Mike Mattei saying that Master of the Universe was bad to me earlier.
0: I would rather watch Dreamcatcher than Master of the Universe. What? I I would watch Master of the Universe what? if there was a cut that was just uh Frank Langella's parts.
1: Courtney Cox is in that film.
0: She is. Yeah. What's her name? What? In the film. I don't care. <laughs>
1: it's Courtney Cox. <laughs> you like Courtney Cox is in that movie?
0: Yeah, uh, what's her character's name? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. No, I don't know the character's name That's uh-uh. not important What's uh-uh. important is He-Man yeah and Teela Man at Arms the Man at yeah. Arms Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's, got... the, who's the ghost? The ghost? He's the
1: wizard ghost That's normally in it? There's no wizard ghost In Masters Universe No but who
0: do they replace him with Because they couldn't oh, They, they, they
1: replace him with The little dwarf <laughs> The little Gross dwarf man Yeah <laughs> Fucking covered in boils <laughs> But it's more like The actual original concept For He-Man if you actually read the, if you read the toys bios on the back and everything it reads a lot more like that. Wasn't it meant to be Cyborg 2? Uh no, Cyborg there was um Cyborg 2 was meant to be the sequel to it was the He-Man.
0: Oh right, yeah they read And then Spider-Man
1: it. they used all the sets and stuff for both of those cuz Spider-Man was going to be a film made and by canon.
0: And then Cyborg 3 was and um was uh, Angelina Jolie's first film.
1: I don't think Cyborg 3 happened. I think it's sure, Cyborg
0: 3. Yeah, Angelina Jolie's first film.
1: I refuse to believe there's a Cyborg 3. There
0: is a Cyborg 3.
1: No Jean-Claude Van Damme, what's the point? <laughs>
0: cyborg 3, the recycler.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's Angelina Jolie's first film. Uh, You're just
1: wasting we're... time now.
0: No, sorry. you keep going, it's your review. Why is it my review? Because I just reviewed a thing. Oh no, sorry, it was Cyborg 2 was her, her first film. See, there isn't a Cyborg 3. There is a Cyborg 3, it's called the recycler. No. no cyborg 3, the recycler. God, they make it look like Angelina Jolie's
1: in it a lot more than she is.
0: Elias Cotius is in it, though.
1: Elias coteus
0: Elias Koteas. Koteas. God's
1: sake. Cut your ass in a minute. <sighs> look,
0: right. I am the biggest Man of Steel fan you will find this side of a line that says, non-Man of Steel fans stand here. I will be on that side of that
1: line. <laughs> mm. Your review, Ant. Fine. Right. Okay, uh because I'm all up to date, all with the what? latest trends. You know oh, what right, I mean? that's your review. time. Always with the latest, being up to date. Trends. Yeah, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> I thought now was the time, now that everyone's playing Final Fantasy VII You're it's Marvin, really expensive and I can't afford Marvin it. Marvin, oh no. Yeah, it's time to play Final Fantasy 15. And do you know what? <laughs> um, I've had a copy of that for years. Which Pool. version? dumped a copy on me years ago which version what do you mean which version
0: so you've got Final Fantasy 15 vanilla version then you've got the King's the Royal King's edition. Blade version and you've got the Royal or... version
1: no, there's Royal Edition
0: you've also got King's Blade version which came with the Blu-ray of the film uh, that you need to watch lore. if you understand the lore no, you don't. Um, and then you've got Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition and Complete Pocket Edition
1: <laughs> no no, of those. just playing so Final, so Final Fantasy yeah? just whatever I, edition? no it's like it's weird other than other than the combat being absolutely awful, the game's really good. Really? Yeah, the combat's terrible. I don't it? mind the combat. You just hold B and then yeah. you attack, and then every now and again you press Y to warp or X to dodge. Yeah. And you just hold X and dodges. It's like it's not. No, you have charge moves as well. It's not proper combat. and You, you have can't... charge
0: moves and you switch between players and you can do tethered moves. There's loads of stuff in it.
1: Yeah, it's rubbish. There's no charge move. You just hold yeah, a B. You hold it down. You can do charge attacks. No, you just hold B and he keeps attacking. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, but you can do charge attacks and distance attacks and you can do. You can
1: warp. Yeah. Warp strike. Yeah. But that's not a charge attack, that's just pressing Y. And you, you hold Y? If you hold Y, you latch onto a piece of scenery. Exactly. It's, different. it's terrible. That's combat. a thing. There's no feedback on it. You can't tell when you're being hit, like, unless you get stumbled <coughs> or something.
0: Well, at least you didn't make the mistake I made, and that was, I started playing the game before it completely downloaded, and it puts you into what is essentially just an arena with tons of these weird creatures that you can just fight forever. Yeah. So I fought them for an hour, thinking that it would somehow move the game forward at some point. It didn't, because our internet had gone
1: down, so it just didn't like... It's your fault for not waiting for the game I to start. I know, install. right?
0: It is. My fault. It said it was ready to play, and when it says it's ready yeah. to play, I want to play, but it didn't.
1: No, um, I'm quite like, in, you're just a bunch of bros, and you're supposed to be getting to a wedding, but it's like the least important thing in the world. What's more important is that you can't you're read dishes. You're getting to wedding as well, aren't yeah. you? What's more important is that you can't new dishes, you just plagiarise meals from cafes. Get some fishes. Uh drive around a bit, you me, know, me have a laugh. Cat. Did do you do some... the cat mission? Well, yeah, there was a cat. There was a dog as well. There's all sorts. But you just sort of chill out and there's like no pressure. And it's just like, Hey, do you want to do some like hunting? Go hunt some creatures. And then you go hunt some creatures. And some guys like, Give us some I want some gems and you go find some gems for him. Um, I kind of would prefer the game to not have any combat at all. I think it would be quite nice if it was just like a bunch of dudes chilling out, hanging out together, camping, like, you know, taking part in activities and stuff. Um, I quite like, you can drive the car yourself, and but I never do it. I just put it on auto drive and then just sit back and listen to the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, which is quite nice. Because have got, got all the game soundtracks in there and you can just, like, play them. And just on the playing. radio as well. Yeah, it's quite neat. It's a nice car, customised it. mine has got um, white accents on it now and a green interior and green wheels um it's nice and nice and weird color clash but it's royal green you know, he's nice posh looking green emerald green um but yeah it's just an all right game i kind of feel like it probably shouldn't have been a final fantasy game i remember originally it was meant to be final fantasy versus 13 wasn't it, it was how they originally announced it and they I did no that idea. they had this original trailer which was noctis sitting uh, limousine driving through a city hmm. um and that was the original trailer that was like when before Final Fantasy 13 came out, they said because they the plan was at the time that Final Fantasy 13 was going to be some project with multiple games. Yeah. And we ended up getting two different sequels that weren't the game they showed us. Because originally it was, yeah, Versus 13. But they scrapped that, made it an entirely gay, new game of its own, which is 14, 15. Mm. And it's, it's weird. It's like it's strangely, like it's sort of set in a real world. Like there's a lot of real world stuff in there. Like it's cup noodles at the start of the game. You're pushing the car and Stand By Me's playing. Yeah. Um, and they reference real-world stuff all the time, but mm. at the same time, you're also in... You're in a map that looks the most like a real world that Final Fantasy's ever had. It's all deserts and lakes and marshlands Yeah, it, and looks, stuff. A, it looks a bit but like But then you a get, weird. like, a giant meteor smashed in the ground and all yeah. the columns of rock formed into arches and stuff. Um, it's like Final Fantasy, like, in a skewed sort of... It's not the futuristic sort of fun facts. It's not the medieval sort. It's like if now had magic in some way. It's like and I kind bright. of dig that, but no, no, nothing. Don't, don't <laughs> like, never mention bright.
0: It's like bright. It's and you're with Smith. And you're like, bright is fairy just a lives shitty don't matter. rip
1: off of Shadow Run. Fairy
0: lives don't matter today.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I like I like the setting and the tone and the, the stuff going on. In it. I just the combat is just bollocks. I didn't mind the combat. Freaking...
0: Like I think that my biggest issue with it when I played it, and this is going back. It takes a, while. a
1: long time to get the combat to be tolerable, so you can like get <clears> the <throat> other characters to do other moves and do defensive moves for you, and actually give them different specials and attacks. It takes a
0: while to get used to controlling four players in a live action setting rather than being in a static. you don't aesthetic. get
1: control them until later. You have to actually unlock the option to be able to take control of the other players. No,
0: yeah, I can switch straight away.
1: No, you can't. There's oh. LB and left trigger that lets you switch characters, but you don't unlock that until you've unlocked the actual thing on the grid thing you have to undo. You have, like, the sphere grid thing. You can press LB and make them attack, and they'll no, do I, an attack.
0: I was able to switch to them right from the beginning. That's
1: no. weird. You'll probably play the Pocket Edition, aren't you?
0: I've played Pocket Edition. Yeah. I've got other things to say about that. Um, Pocket Edition's weird because it kind of works and it's not the full game. There's a lot of stuff cut out, like a lot of side quests. It's and a mobile like game. That. It's a mobile game but it was also released on Switch as like yeah. a £12 twelve pound thing. But the actual game itself, it's really strong in that format, which is mm. odd to say because normally when a game is cut to pieces you sort of notice. But I think the fact that it's got quite a... Um, quite a... not lazy but quite a lethargic pace, the first few areas that you are in. Mm. I think that, that that is the kind of the kind of situation where you can chop quite a lot out and it makes a, a coherent narrative still. Um, how how was your first... So how long have you played it?
1: Uh, about 10 hours. About 10 hours. So you've
0: cleared like a lot of the areas that I've seen.
1: I've seen gone seen to a lot. city and I've got like... There's some girl in the city that was trying to chat, knocked this up. She's not paying attention. The guy's getting married. The
0: key thing is... Did you when you went to the lake and you went to that first restaurant, did you help the cat? Did you do the cat mission?
1: Lake, that's shoreline for the ocean. There's a like a pier. Yeah. And you can't go. Yeah, you get the cat the fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only part. Of course you do, and you get the spot you cook it up nice. Yeah,
0: that's the only important part of the game. Yeah. Then from there it's nonsense. (laughs)
1: I had to did catch some toads.
0: Did you do did you like? Did you do much exploring, or were you very point A to point B? So you were like, I was
1: just picking out a quest, going for it, see what's around. Oh, Okay. Kill the giant monster with one eye.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like the first town, isn't
1: it? Nah, it's a bit later. You have to go to the Chocobo Ranch, and oh, okay, yeah, it's a bit later. It's weird. It, I was kind of expecting areas to be like split up and actually have divides in them, but it's like once it's you once you got past a checkpoint, because there's a couple of times where like you're you can't go any further because you have to do a story bit in a checkpoint. Opens up or something. Yeah. But, um, once they're done, you just drive anywhere and just sit back and relax and they chill out and bring in what's his face. Prompto takes photos. I don't know how to take photos myself during combat. Apparently, there's a a thing you can do to actually manually take photos, but Prompto just takes them all. Yeah. Whenever he feels like it. Um,
0: I like the people talk. Like I like the group talking to each other. I like the way they interact. Yeah, it feels almost like a realistic friendship. I'm at a
1: point right now where they keep repeating bits of dialogue every now and again because I yeah. think there's a plot point coming up, and they're they're repeating dialogue about his You'll headaches. You will get there if
0: you explore and stuff.
1: But um, no, it's 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 a fun old game. It's better than I expected. But because I I play the demo and I hate the demo because of the combat. The combat was freaking I awful. still
0: don't mind the combat. Like that's. I think that that's the biggest thing that I find interesting is that you don't like the combat. it, it, in it.
1: it wants to be like Devil May Cry, and it's yeah. not.
0: I know it's not, but like it does a good enough job to give you. Were you mashing the B button? No, it gives you like a fluid enough combat system.
1: She you literally can... just hold the B button, and he keeps no. attacking. That's, that's not all, all it you do. Is. That's not all it is. <laughs> it's, it's all there it is. No, you can select your teammates to do an attack every now and again, but other than that, warp into an enemy if they get knocked over. Warp into them to activate a strike move, but it's, it is the laziest combat around. I was worried the Final Fantasy VII remake was going to be like that, but the demo wasn't. The demos at least got a little bit. It's still a play. It if it's like sixty quid. It's impossible to get hold of on disc, isn't it? Because Square only did one batch, and they've like not got any more coming in. Oh really? Yeah. So you have to, if you want it, you have to download it from Play at PSN. It's sixty quid on there. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Playing it four years late. Whatever. <sighs> it looks really nice. Yeah, it's a fucking
0: stunning looking yeah, game. You still. can see
1: where they're cutting corners to make it look as good as it does. Like quite often, you'll see shit tons of bushes that all look identical, and you'll see the f- textures on the floor in the distance where you can see the tiling. Oh yeah, the draw the distance it's, is not good. The draw distance is fine. It's just that you can see the divide in the graphics where they're reusing the same texture everywhere in order to keep the texture memory down. But yeah. um, once you, when you're up close and everything, it looks amazing. Like, well,
0: that's why I mentioned the pier. Is like mm. I remember that you hit that at night and that moon shining across the water and all the they're physics. Going at night, go
1: indoors. You gotta go sleep at night. Can't be up past 7 o'clock They start complaining I had prompto moanings Oh it's getting real late Can we go to bed now And I'm like 7 o'clock mate we're like, heart, we're like 30 seconds away From our what destination Oh the fuck You just
0: sleeped in the car
1: Yeah just Have a nap in the car nap, Have a nap nap Lie down on Gladius so He'll look after you He's a big lad he's
0: gla- Oh yeah Gladius is the big one
1: Who's Noctis the with- was main moaning about the heat And Gladius was like Just take your shirt off And he's like What like you And he's like I can't help it If I've got perfect pecs um, can't change your costumes I've got a few costumes I've got a mariachi yeah. costume With a little chocopo you got loads <laughs> of stuff Yeah I've got um, Assassin's Creed costume And all sorts Yeah but, Um. Yeah Because uh, this the Xbox Game Pass version coated in Friggin um, DLC Like it's Basically practically All the DLC for the game You can download for free
0: Yeah there's like 15 packs that were free It's a bit like The Witcher yeah, it's loads of it There's
1: like All the story mm-hmm. DLC Everything
0: Yeah because it's the Royal Edition on the... Yeah. yeah.
1: But it, it doesn't download that straight away. You have to download the game and the Royal Edition separately.
0: Yeah, you will have to because it's yeah. like a season pass. Just
1: pff, should yeah. be just one download.
0: It should be, but it's not.
1: But, yeah. yeah, it's alright.
0: <coughs> I agree. I agree. In any format, I think this game is alright. Mm-hmm. And I, I disagree with you on the combat, but agree with you on most other bits. Um, Combat's shit.
1: I don't think it so is. So when friggin' Final Fantasy Twelve came out, that game got slated by fans... And they were moaning because it was so different. But Final Fantasy XII is a genuine classic. That is a fantastic... I love that right from the start. I don't see this one being one that I love as much as Final Fantasy XII for being so different from regular Final Fantasy games. But I would like it if they just did one that was normal. It would be nice just to do a medieval, like, turn-based strat combat. Just give me Dragon Quest. (laughs) um, But with Final Fantasy in the title... It's weird that Dragon Quest is just killing it. Dragon Quest is amazing. Dragon yeah. Quest XI is fantastic. It's really good.
0: Are you playing it now?
1: No, because I can't afford games. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Never mind. Final
2: Fantasy XV. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. yeah. My review? No, ending now. So, All right.
0: Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Uh, no, I've got a quick one. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, I've been playing, again, this is on the Xbox One and on the Switch. What? I know. I know. I've had a lot of time on my hands. Um, op- what is it? What can say the It's called Operentia the Stolen Son. Never heard of it. It's fucking weird, and it's fucking weird. And I want to talk about it because it reminds me a lot of. Um, do you remember that I had that um that RPG game Lump for the NES? You. What you know, I've got like I've only got a few boxed games for the NES, and one of them's that weird um, Swords and Serpents free. And it's just got the topless guy on the front, and then it's got the lady in the bikini, and then a big snake. And we tried playing That's it once.
1: Barbarian on the Amiga.
0: No, no, no. it's different.
1: Um, it was Ball for Maria Whitaker.
0: No, it's Swords and Serpents Free oh. for the NES. Uh, basically, one of the things that it's it's one of those old school RPGs when they only just worked out they could do 3D mazes. So you go like step, 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 ooga booga skeleton, and then along the bottom you've got your people, That's and you do scary. The, yeah, you do turn-based combat, and then you fight the thing. Operentia The Stolen Sun is kind of a throwback to those in a modern... in like a modern liquor paint. No, oh. So you've got a first-person perspective. i are going to have to look
1: up how this title spelled. Yeah. Oh, it's like okay. Opera...
0: Sensia.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm dying. Um, anyway, so it's, it's first-person perspective and you've got a grid pattern on the floor. You explore something. As you explore, it reveals the areas on the map so you can see a map slowly filling and populating as you go around. There are small puzzle elements, so like you'll have weights you need to find to weigh down a stick, or open a door, or you have to fill a bucket so you can throw the water on a fire and then open up an area, or you're you have to bucket. find a mirror so you can do a light puzzle. These are all in the first couple of hours, and then you go into like a, you go into like a dungeon, and then the dungeon has like puzzles where you've got to pull a lever to raise and lower floor platforms, and all the combat is turn based. So when you go into combat, it shows you it shows you who you're fighting. And there'll be three levels. So the ones that are in front of you will be on the first level. And they will be the ones you can affect best with melee attacks. As you go back a level, you've got characters that will be affected both by melee and ranged attacks. With Oh a... shit, i
1: have playing the sound. I was trying to remember if I've done a thing. Why are you playing? Shut up. So
0: the people that are slightly further... What the further... description, you bastard? The people that are slightly further <laughs> back... Will be attacked. Will be um, affected by melee and range attacks. Are the same. The people at the very back. They'll be attacked. They will be affected mostly by range, but you can still do a little bit of damage with melee. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a tiered fighting system.
1: I'm trying to check if I reviewed something nasty. Oh, okay. and carry on. So
0: one of the interesting things are that, as I said, the graphics have been completely updated, but it still feels kind of like a throwback because having to navigate by that grid-based pattern. It looks almost like Skyrim in terms of like the graphical fidelity on the Switch and the Xbox One.
1: Are you comparing it to really old games rather than stuff like Ultima? With the old the old Ultima first-person ones and all that.
0: What, Ultima the Dungeon? No, uh, Ultima the Arena. Well, no, that was... No, that Arena was, uh, was Elder Scrolls. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Arena. It's one similar to Ultima. Elder Scrolls Arena.
1: Yeah, so more yeah. like one of the PC...
0: Yeah, but unlike the PC ones. So, you know the PC ones, if you wanted to move around, you'd just, you'd be... You'd have to wait for each panel to load because this moves more. So fluidly. The one
1: I can't remember the name of the ultimate one is, but they actually have you you move around fully in three D. Yeah. It's before Doom.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, th- this isn't like that. You are stuck to that grid pad, so you have four directions. It's like
1: Fantasy Star, kind of the original Fantasy Star, kind of.
0: So you have four directions that you can move in. The problem is that the environments aren't built around full squares. So, take for instance, there is a, a mirror puzzle. Like the first puzzle you come across is the water in the bucket. The war in the bucket. So you take the bucket, you take it to the stream, you fill it with water, and you front the fire. Mm. That's the first puzzle. The next puzzle is a circular ring that has mirrors that you have to point at each other to reflect the light to make a pentagram, so that you can release the the hold on the gate and open up.
1: Sounds satanic.
0: The problem with that is when you're working by a grid-based pattern and you have to be in a certain square facing a certain way to activate the tr- the mirrors so you can move them it makes it very tedious to navigate around that area to do that because you have to go okay I'm at a block, I'm right next to the mirror, I'll press the action button, oh no it's not recognising I can do an action okay, well I'll turn right go forward one, turn left go forward one, turn left again, I'm in the exact same place but in the opposite square, I'll press a- oh now I can do it and the problem is that because the mirrors aren't I, it would make because sense right handed. It would make sense if the mirrors were locked to where you could focus them. So if they were locked and it was like, you can only focus on this one or this one, that would make perfect sense. But they give them full movement between the two, and then they give them up and down motion as well. So if you're if you're just doing it so you're like, Okay, that's facing that way, I can see it's facing that way. And then you go and you find the piece, you put the piece in place and it activates everything. And then suddenly it all comes on. And you're like, oh, why is the light not bouncing off of that one, then to that one, then to that one. And then you find out, oh, it's not doing it because no matter how you look at it, it's completely perfunctory. It doesn't actually work in the way it seems. You actually have to go have the light focused on them, then aim them, and you're a millimetre off, you fucking prick and that's like that's the problem with this game it wants to be a homage to those older games and it really does it well a
1: homage Ho- homage homage really. it wants to
0: be a homage to those older games but the problem is that it's it's adhering to those rules too stringently it's not introducing those little quality of life you get you know like when they transfer something over to the Switch and you get the quality of life stuff so you, you get Final Fantasy 7 on the Switch and you can fast forward through battles so you just be pounding the A button if you do it. that well you can do it though and you just pound the A button to get through it, and then onto the next. Pounding one. it, pounding it. Ooh, pounding uh, it. But the thing is that there's none of those quality of life improvements that have come from gaming over the last ten years in this game, or well, even thirty years in this game. So you've kind of you've got those frustrating situations where you're like, one, forward, left, forward. Oh, there's a door there. Okay, back, one, right, one, forward, one, <laughs> forward, one, left. 1 forward 1 and it's just
1: you got bad spatial awareness (laughs)
0: maybe the game's really entertaining and I think that if you played those older games I think the nostalgia of it could really it really carries it because it does feel like one of those old games but it looks like your imagination made it look when you were a kid hmm like the fucking... Like the Toy Story game where you had the 3D environment where you had to click the aliens or, or like Jurassic Park where you were going in the canteen area and you had the dinosaurs. You're like, yeah, I'm shooting fucking dinosaurs. When you're a kid, in your head that looks that looks like you're watching the film in like your imagination because by the time you get older and you play that game, you're like, oh, I remember how great this looked when I was a kid. We've t- spoken about the dinosaur demo on the original PlayStation before where I was like, mm-hmm. that's amazing, it's the best thing I've ever seen and then like you see it now, you're like, that's a janky fucking dinosaur. Still the
1: best graphics ever made.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't go back and watch it for 10 minutes and then be utterly disappointed
1: about it at one point. But, I remember the dolphin uh, one, I remember dolphin no remember the dolphin
0: demo. No, because no one gives a shit about dolphins. What? <laughs> Dinosaurs. Is
1: Dolphins what
0: are said. smart. But Operancia, rape you. Operancia the stolen sun. It's a really interesting throwback, but I just don't know. Dolphins are perfect. I don't know who this is for. It's not modern you enough. You just said it's for people who yeah, like old. It, the problem is it's not modern enough for modern gamers and older gamers. Unless they're after that nostalgia hit, they. I don't really think that this is the kind of game that will draw you in normally. Maybe for really nerdy people think? that are after like a turn-based combat, grid-based movement system. In a game. Maybe they're really hankering for this. Because it does work a bit like those old Fallout games. It works a bit like the old, you know, the old Baldur's Gate games and that they worked by a grid. Not that they were first person. But, like, it has that same restriction put upon it. And maybe, maybe someone's after that. Maybe someone is after that. But I just don't know who. So I can't fully endorse it. It's
2: fine. I you were enjoyed it. a baby it.
1: when those games came out. How do you know? What, Fallout? 95? Yeah, you are a baby. I was... 7 exactly that's old enough still a baby that's old enough still a baby it's old enough I was playing it when it came out yeah of course you were because you're a
0: mummy technically <laughs> you've been around for hundreds of years <laughs> <laughs> that's why you've got an onk <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll give you an onk in
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah um, Operantia The Stone Sun good things bad things it's fine it's not great it's not terrible it's a real throwback and ugh.
1: so you could have been reviewing Olivia Munn film yeah. No?
0: I probably would have had the same response to that, really. I'd be like, it's not good, it's not bad. Why are you it's wasting all your time on this? Um, I think that, because I, I wanted to, I did want to talk about it, because I played on the Xbox One and I played on the Switch. And this is one of those games where I didn't really think that the, I don't think that playing on the Switch is noticeably worse than playing on the Xbox because of the way it's structured and the way it works. It doesn't really matter. Um, and some of the creature designs are really nice. And, you know, the fact that they look so good on the Switch is nice.
1: But yeah. Um, Do you want to kiss them?
0: yeah a little bit Uh, I give it a Shannon Sussamon who she was really good in uh, really good in Night's Tale and 40 Days days and 40 Nights but then she just sort of disappeared she Um, was in Kiss Kiss Bang
1: Bang as a cameo. is she the rapist in 40 Days and 40 Nights
0: no no that was like was that Missy Pyle
1: I can't remember no, it wasn't Missy Powell. No, that's too... Oh, she's, she's too old for that. Yeah, it wasn't Missy Power It was someone else.
0: But no, that wasn't... Shannon Susamon. was a lady who had an orgasm with a leaf. Oh, that's... Not a leaf, a petal. A petal? Yeah. Yeah. She's very attractive, but she never really... For some reason, she just sort of disappeared. But yeah, oh. she was really good in Night's Tale. She was really good in... Um, for in, for uh, some reason. It wasn't 40 Days
1: and 40 Nights of Mike Miramax production?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, your some no. reason. There's your some this reason. She's a victim of fucking... of uh, old... Uh, Josh Josh
1: Hartnett, didn't he
0: reject the Weinsteins and that's why they still they fucked him over? Probably. He was almost Batman, you know, in Batman Begins. He was the original person they wanted for Batman Begins. No,
1: wasn't he um the Justice League film?
0: No, Justice I mean, League was Army Hammer. Was it? Yeah.
1: For Army Hammer was Superman.
0: Army Hammer was Batman. Was he? Yeah. Superman was another guy, I can't remember who
1: Batista.
0: He was he was actually apocalypse.
1: Chris Farley.
0: Yeah. He was actually apocalypse. Yeah. Um no, no, someone else was meant to be Batman. Uh Superman, I can't remember who, but Armian was Batman. Um But yeah, yeah. Interesting interesting career for Shannon Susan. She had a really good cameo in um, in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like I said, she was the girl who gets killed and as broke down juniors under the bed, It's like sh- 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 and she's like she's like dying and she basically she takes comfort that there's someone there, but not much else. Um alright, your review at
1: You liked it when she died.
0: No, she was just very attractive. Not when she was dead.
1: When she was dead. Right, what am I going to review?
0: That, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has one of the best, one of the best scenes for, um, for queer audiences. Because Perry, Robert Downey Jr. grabs Perry, Robert Downey Jr. grabs Perry, starts kissing him in the alley as the police run past, and they don't even look. (laughs) They're like, and, and Perry pushes him away and he goes, he goes, what? I thought that the police would look if I wouldn't look if I was kissing you. Why the fuck would they look in the first place? The weirdest thing about this is two guys kissing in an alley. If it was just two guys in an alley, they thought maybe we were just fucking, I don't know, selling crack. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry.
1: I just want really to kiss Fal Kilmer.
0: Yeah, basically. What a great film. What did you do with my gun? Throw it in the water. You threw it in the water where the dead body is.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: I was panicking. So, when they dredge the fucking lake, they're going to find my fucking gun that's registered to me. Oh, great. Smart. Film. Great film. Anyway, you're a viewer.
1: Right, fine. Fuck you. Kiss um, this very main, yeah? I watched Super Sentai Strongest Battle.
0: Oh, God! I watched it too. I was going to review it. They this didn't is all No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> so, Super Sentai Strongest Battle was a special mini series, only okay. four episodes long. Oh. Cool. Four episodes, nice and short. Basically, you know, they're like, they've had the new. Hey to Ray era in Japan last year Emperor set Down New Everyone Emperor knows that All that stuff Yeah, everybody knows about that Because it was the end of an era They did a little special Super Sentai series It's like a era ending finale thing It was sort of like Just a little special You know, here's a fun thing With loads of your old favourites Coming back for a little bit of Punching and stuff
0: Like when Darth Vader came back For Indian in the Cupboard But it
1: was only funny <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah Do you remember Indian in the Cupboard? Yeah, with Alan Partridge was it Alan Partridge? Steve Coogan's in it
0: Steve Coogan's
1: in the Indian yeah. in the cupboard? Yes Who's he playing that? Uh, the Indian <laughs> No you're talking about Night in the Museum No he was he was in Indian in the cupboard No he wasn't Yes he is Let me look at it but Anyway um, So <laughs> Super Sentai's Strongest Battle Comes before Ryu Soldier I probably should have watched it before Ryu Soldier But it doesn't really make much of a difference Although technically it would kind of spoil some Steve pl- Coogan's in Indian yeah. in the cupboard I think he directed, wrote it or directed it or something Really? I mean like really that But um yeah, so basically, a bunch of random Super Sentai warriors yeah. get these invites, mysterious invites, to go take part in a battle royale. Okay, A big old tournament where loads of Super Sentai split into five man teams, or five-person teams. Um, they all got weird names, and the main team we follow is called Team Weirdo. And some of them dispute that they're weirdos, but they are. Um, and it's Captain Marvelous from Gokaija, who's a ledge. You've got Kagura from Tokuja, the girl who... I'm a bit confused by because she should be, because Tokuja, they're chi- Spoilers. I won't spoil Tokuja, but it doesn't make sense timeline wise. Um, Stinger from Q Ranger, he's fun. He's got, he's a scorpion tail. Okay. He's a scorpion alien. Um, it's got the Red Ranger from Ninja. I don't give a shit because I haven't watched that series and he seems pretty <laughs> boring anyway. Why? Not? Um, and it's got the Red Ranger from Zeroja, who, um, I think is probably one of the best Red Rangers for years because he's like the archetypal hero character. He's like, you know, like if you go, Leader of the Autobots You're going to go Optimus Prime Is the archetypal Optimus Leader of the Autobots Even though there's been A bunch of them Like That's what the guy From Zioja is Archetypal Red Ranger Um And they take part In the tournament Some guy turns up In purple armor Called Geisorg Kicks everyone's asses He seems to be Copying people's moves And all this sort of stuff Strange stuff happening Um And it turns out The villain Has got a scheme The person holding The tournament Has got a dirty scheme In mind Which is you know Normal mm-hmm. She's telling they're having the battles, and the aim is in the battle to grab a piece of crystal that's floating in the arena somewhere. And when all the pieces of crystal are collected, then whoever wins will get a wish granted. They'll get to you know they've all got all their own ideas. You know maybe they want to see an old friend who's been long gone or something like that. You know bring someone back to life or all this sort of thing. And they've all got their wishes, but they find out there's some villainy going on. They know they need to stop it. The villain intends to collect all the pieces herself. And summon die satan who was the v- actual real villain in Zoo-, Zoo Ranger. The You know the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? It wasn't actually... You know Rita Repulsar? Yeah. She wasn't the actual main villain in... It was Lord Zed. No, Lord Zed doesn't exist in Super Sentai. Lord Zed's a Power Rangers creation. News? No. no. That was Belloc from friggin' Rage of the Lost Ark. Who? Yeah, Belloc.
0: The Nazis? face belts.
1: <laughs> no, the other guy who's like a treasure hunter. You see him at the start of the film, he's like the one who screws over Indiana Jones and takes his idol.
0: Alfred Molina?
1: No, Alfred Molina's his buddy.
0: No, Alfred Molina's... And then he and gets screws... the friggin... Oh, the other, other uh, guy. Yeah, the other
1: guy, rival. Oh, yeah. No, but um, yeah, she's going to summon Dice Satan, which is a weird deep cut, like grabbing one of the villains who was just a floating head Yeah. in Zoo Ranger <laughs> and making a giant... Monster out of it. No fight. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It is it comes across a lot like what would have normally been a summer movie or something. You know, one of their big clash together, big o oh, here's all the rangers doing a big versus movie, but it's not, it's more of, it is it's split up into proper episode chunks. It does actually work individually as a series. Um and it's just fun seeing Captain Marvelous back. Everyone loves Captain Marvelous. He's moody, and then eventually he's like, "No, actually, I really like hanging out with you guys," but he won't say it because he's a pirate, and pirates are cool. <laughs> um, quite cool we've got a team that's a pirate, ninja, scorpion, and then two nutters. Um, yeah, I like that. I it's like a bit pirates and ninjas on the team. It? Yeah, um, and they all get all their power-up versions of the things that they don't normally have, so they all get superpowered. That's fun. But um, yeah, so all right. He introduces you to the red and black, the green and black Ryu soldiers before they appeared in. The actual Rear Soldier series, although you never see them outside their costumes, because I guess they didn't want to reveal them too early or something. Hmm. Um, but they've got this little subplot going on; it all ties into the finale. But um, yeah, it's it's just a fun little four-part thing. Little, it's sort of like the end of an era thing. I think. Yeah. I guess they wanted to do something because that at that point, well, I guess a couple of months well it was running at the time it was due to finish soon Um Carmen Rider's Gio was finishing oh, which right. was the end of the High sai era Carmen Rider stuff so that was having its big celebration so I guess they wanted to do something in Super Sentai that was similar I they
0: didn't just mix them together it like a big thing for both of
1: them they case. do Carmen Rider and Super Sentai crossovers every now and again oh, Okay, they haven't done one for a couple of years but they used to have Superhero Tyson which Not was being... where but... all the heroes have a big old mess and usually the storyline makes no sense but who cares because there's like Captain Enix, you Marvelous, Kamen rider back in. He does appear in a couple of. them. I love him. Yeah, he's actually him. my favorite. He's lovely. There's a Kamen rider oh. series I'm watching now. He's called. Um, what was he called? Kazaraba Shin, and they keep calling him Shin, and I'm like, you're yeah, not Shin. Does he still do his he weird alien like, speaking? Just monster. No, no, he's he's a regular. Right? He looks like a melon. Oh, literally, he's. He's got watermelon.
0: So he doesn't. Design. So he doesn't he's not like a monster anymore.
1: No, this is different. It's not Shin, as in Shin. Oh, right. Guy. Sorry, but they sorry. keep calling him Shin. All oh, right. Um, that's less interesting to me. But yeah, fun little four part Yeah. Breezy. Watched it in an afternoon. It's fine. I also watched um, Lupin Ranger versus Pater Ranger versus Q Ranger, and it's a fine crossover movie. There's like
0: Lupin Ranger though. That's you the... know Lupin
1: Ranger versus Pater Ranger. The thieves yeah. and the cops, and there's seven of them in total. Like yeah. three on each side and the one in the middle.
0: Lupin means thief, right? Yeah. Yeah, as in
1: Lupin, the third. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. And that was versus Q-Ranger, and there's 12 Q-Rangers? Okay. So there's like 19 of them in here. And then just to make the numbers up, the gold-silver-black gold, ranger, he's like three colours, from Geoja, just turns up in the fight, and he's like, I'm here too. And everyone's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and he's like, just don't worry about the logic don't I Don't worry, just move on. And then like, about 20 minutes into the fight, he turns into his animal mode, runs through the monsters just smacking them all off and as he's disappearing distance he's shouting why did my team get another crossover? It's probably because two members of your cast committed crimes and they like oh. guess why they didn't get another crossover? Um, but yeah he just disappears in distance and at the end of the film all the characters like having a jolly good time like haha you're all heroes no you're the real hero you're really lucky and all this and in the background in one shot you can see the gold ranger from Zero just sitting there because everyone's ignoring him <laughs> he's just on the floor because no one knows who he is <laughs> I thought that was funny. Poor bastard. But that was another thing. That was, that's a fun little crossover thing I watched.
0: What's the best one of these that you've seen so far? Let's say in the last five years, what's what, the best? What, series? Little crossover event. Because they've done, what, six in the last five years?
1: They, done, they do They do at least... Less Lupin Ranger versus, versus Pata Ranger has done two in a year. Oh, jeez. Because Lupin Ranger didn't get a crossover with, with... Q Ranger didn't get a crossover with Zuoja. Mm. So there was, like, a gap yeah. between them. But... Um, yeah, do. there's always crossovers. They're fun.
0: I wish there was a bit more gooey, monstery stuff. That's kind of why I like Shin Kamen Rider. Just so. watch
1: Kamen um, Rider the First and Kamen Rider the Next.
0: Were they gooey and gross?
1: Uh, the Next is. But you have to watch the First before you watch the Next. Otherwise, oh, the Next yeah. makes no sense. But it's a remake of the original Kamen Rider. It's a bit like
0: Guyver, where if you watch Guyver 1, it doesn't make any sense. But if you watch Guyver 2, it's a complete movie.
1: Yeah, Guyver Dark Hero. Yeah. Starring Solid Snake. Yeah. And Richard Krenner. Is it Richard Krenner? Uh yes, it's either, no, it's Miguel Ferrero. Is it? It's either Richard Krenner or Miguel Ferrera. One of those two. I think it's Richard Kenna. Yeah,
0: Miguel Ferrera would have been way too much around that time. Maybe because he was doing the stand, wasn't he? The miniseries. No, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, no. There's the thing is with a lot of those crossover movies, they don't stand on their own unless you know at least something. Yeah, they usually follow on
0: from the series, don't they? And they're like very intrinsic. I'm watching linked.
1: Carmen Ryder Gaim now, and that one's alongside Takuya. And I watched Takuja and I watched the Gaim special where they cross over. So mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the Gaim characters then. Yeah. But I'm just about to get to that. But that special moves into the actual Carmen Rider superhero Tyson movie. And when I watched that movie, I literally knew none of the Carmen Riders that were in it. I had no clue what was going on in the whole thing. <laughs> and the, I watched it because Takuja in it. They yeah. turn up for five minutes at the end and they have their train mecha. And there's a funny joke where one of the guys, like, a giant robot in the city, shut up. And it's walking around behind him outside the building. Um, and that's like the only person in it I knew, but now I've watched all the shows those other riders are from, so now I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, and I know what up, the Gunstar fuck's happening. Gems, yeah, I know How long who is these people are. Ga- We're well, going. Yeah, it's like 47 episodes Jeez plus the special. Christ, they're all about that long. They're All year long, aren't they? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so but you're the movies are watching it again. And the movies like an hour and a half thing. I will watch it in order where it fits in continuity wise. Yeah, Gaim's Guy's good. I'll review that eventually. Cool. Um, it's about feudal Japan. Right. Okay. It's going to sound crazy, like
2: but in the instead Zelda
1: of 3. feudal lords, yeah, they're rival dance gangs. So, so a bit like West Side, West Side story, story yeah. and the Carmen Riders go into other dimensions. It's like another outside force coming in, and they're bringing fruit, but the fruit turns into these lock things, and it turns them into fruit-based Carmen Rider samurais. And it's there's a lot going on in this. I mean, it
0: sounds like there's a lot going on in this. It sounds like something I'd come up with... There's like, a tree of life. This <laughs> sounds like something I'd come up with if so I'd taken acid and someone yeah. would designed something for me. And them. do you
1: know what's weird about it? What? It's not really silly. It's quite serious. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Apart from a couple of jokes here and there, like the second episode where he's trying out his powers and he keeps smiling every time he activates it like yeah. a big goon. Or he's sitting in his bedroom trying poses out and lying on his bed in his uniform, in his Carmen Ryder costume because he just doesn't want to take it off. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's quite serious. <laughs> And I'll, I'm halfway through it. I'll review it one day. Cool. What was I talking about? Super Sentai: Strongest Battle. Yeah. It's fun. Four episodes. Watch it.
0: Cool. Cool. That's. I mean, that's the best part of that review is it's four episodes, not 47. Um,
1: the only cool. chance I've got of watching a short one now because I watched Kamen Rider Decade. That's only 32 episodes. Is if I watched Jaka Dengai Gitarai from 1976, which is 35 episodes because they cancelled it, okay. um, and that's when Super Sentai went off the air for a year.
0: It almost sounds like
1: they replaced it with Spider Man. Almost
0: sounds like that proto VR troopers that we were watching there.
1: Cybertron. Yeah. Classic.
0: Um, okay, I, this is going to be a relatively quick review for me because it's is hard. It your fourth. To, my third. Third review.
1: Was that my second? Yeah. Fuck.
0: You got two more. Um, I watched Middle Middle Ditch and Swatch Swartz. Um, improv live specials on Netflix. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch did.
1: Seinfeld's uh, got a new special.
0: I don't give a fuck about Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, God, I just don't. He's a racist and he fucked a 17-year-old when he Actually, came to Actually, he, he might
1: be a bit out of time, but there is that video where um, everyone's saying slurs and he's the one who looks really uncomfortable because he's like, you can't say that. Yeah. He, so he, at least he's aware enough. Yeah.
0: Did you watch... Did you see recently someone on Twitter posted them doing an impression of... Uh, of him and it was like it was like well, what's the deal with me dating a 17 year old I mean I took her to a movie premiere and no one said shit <laughs> like that like, that was his whole thing anyway sorry so um, yeah Middleditch Middle ditch, Thomas, Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz did uh, free improv specials now I we're in the UK so we don't get a ton of improv in America it's like short form improv is like a big thing isn't it like everyone in comedy does it to hone their skills and it seems like um, everyone from Childish Gambino um, all the way through to fucking the dude in Game Grumps, what's his name? Um,
1: Aaron Hansen or Danny Sexbang? Danny
0: or? Sexbang. Danny Sexbang went to the same... Or the other one. Or
1: the other one? The one we don't mention.
0: Oh, yeah. Don Tr- John Tron the racist. Yeah. John Tron the... Uh, see how many
1: views his videos still get. Yeah, millions. Because people yeah. are racists. Yeah. You get like... <sighs> now they've forgiven him. Pro Jared's back now. Is he? Yeah. After we tried fucking kids, yeah, and everyone in the comments is like, "I'm so glad you're back."
0: Yeah, I made a joke about him fucking kids online, and someone went, "I'm going to defend this guy," and I was like, fuck.
1: Don't, do don't do that."
0: We've done this before, though, haven't we? Because we I, we made it after we did the episode like a few months ago, and I made the joke that like Pro Jared is a paedophile, and it's, and and we both came to the conclusion that if you're asking someone for copies of their ID when you're getting nudes off of them. Part of the titillation is probably them not providing you ID that proves their age. Because you're probably a (laughs) paedophile. Because if you're going like, oh, you've shown me pictures of your nudes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should definitely screenshot this sexy interaction whilst I'm married to a woman that I'm pretending to be committed to. That's not how sex works in the real world. Like... When you're talking was, about some comedy Just show? so fucking weird. Anyway, sorry, so, <laughs> Thomas Middleditch, Ben Swatch, they've done three improv specials. They're 40 minutes to an hour each, and they are of mixed quality, but through all of them, I found them two doing their improv very fucking entertaining.
1: Oh, is it that New York improv club? Yeah, yeah because it's not yeah, UCB.
0: I don't so, think it's UCB.
1: Danny Sexbang used to be part of it, yeah. Yeah,
0: he used to be part of the UCB, the Upper Road Citizens Brigade, yeah. which is where Amy Poehler... Tina Fey came from He definitely
1: knows Ben Schwartz though. They've um he has been on Game Grumps a few Yeah, times. Ben Schwartz has
0: been on Game Grumps a bunch of yeah. times. Like they yeah. hang out, like they've yeah. hung out before, but yeah. So um they come from the same sort of background. I think Aaron Hansen hasn't got a comedy background. He just started doing videos, didn't he? And he was like
1: Yeah, he did animation. That's yeah. where he comes from.
0: So um so anyway, so these two basically they have scenarios, they have conversations with the audience, and then they basically enact those scenarios, playing multiple characters through the whole situation and and yeah. And it's very silly, it's very quick. They often forget names of characters that they've named within scenes. I think probably the most fun just part... just improv any name. Yeah, I think probably the most fun part of the of the of the programs is them fucking up, catching each other when they fuck ben up. Ben Schwartz
1: is oh, he always has trouble with that. There's loads of bits in Sonic a Jug movie where, if you look carefully, um, the character's lips say Ben, yeah, but then the voiceover says Sonic because he wouldn't respond to to Sonic. What? <laughs> what are you doing? He couldn't remember his character's what name did was Sonic. What are you doing?
0: Um, so, anyway, so, um, I wanna, like, there are, there are multiple bits through this that I really enjoyed. One of them, the thing that I found funniest was there is a group of people in a law school who are all doing, uh, um, who are taking a lesson in, in when digital contracts apply. And it's all very, very normal until the two people, until, um, until both Ben and Thomas decide that they each have a character named Stanley because one of them forgets the other one had a character named Stanley. So one Stanley is this New Yorker who is very open about the fact he's from New York and he likes to correct people. The other one is a German with a secret magical cupboard that leads to an alien that he's had locked up for years. Yeah. And and their interactions throughout all of that are incredible, because basically um, Thomas Middleditch, who who is playing the German actor, goes to open the door, and as he goes to open the door... Ben Schwartz runs to the other like sprints to the other side of the stake and then stands behind the imaginary door and then as soon as it opens a cricket he just goes <laughs> 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 and then Tom's middle ditch immediately closes it again and goes I really don't know how to explain this to you um, I, I have no fucking clue what that was <laughs> and then mm-hmm. from there he has to explain the, he basically he opens the cupboard <laughs> he opens the camera and Ben Schwartz runs out making he all this ungodly noise and then runs into the audience and then and then Thomas Middleditch goes if, if I could just take a second to explain this are you are you going to sit right there and he's like, he's like Ross and he's like oh, okay so I don't know what the fuck is going on what do you want what are you so, so can I sit there? Oh, we've got sand. And he sits down, like, among these three women that are just terrified of bench because he's, like,
1: six foot four and he runs after them. He's got too much hair as well. <laughs> yeah. and
0: he just sits down. And he
1: and from there... Is they, his hair gelled? Sp- no, it's just springy. So he didn't have it spiky? No. Because no. that
0: be dangerous. No, not spiky. He's not Sonic the head I keep thinking again, these two mixed up. Um, but basically, after after explaining the situation, they come up with this idea that, well, basically, his... his Was co- it more
1: Jean-Ralphio, then? No, it wasn't some- more
0: Jean Ralphio. It was more like, there are some characters that are like that, cause you know, like, they have, like, their fullbacks, like, Thomas Middleditch.
1: No, I mean, his hair, was it? Oh, more Jean- yeah, it was more John Ralphio. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, like, I don't know if you've ever watched Thomas Middleditch, um.
1: Never heard of him. Have
0: you not? No. He did Silicon Valley. He was the main character Didn't in Silicon Valley. Do you ever watch, um, um. No, the answer's <laughs> gonna be no. You know, on YouTube, <laughs> you know, College Humor? They used to have the Amir, he mm. used to do the thing where Ben Schwartz would tell him, like, a milkman and stuff. No, don't remember any of us. So, back in the internet days... Jesus
1: Christ. The only comedy I know on the internet is Magical Trevor. All right. He's so back. There's a new Magical I Trevor video. don't give video. a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Everybody loves Magical Trevor. I don't, apparently. The tricks that he does are so clever. I have no idea
0: who he is. What? So, basically, back when Lonely Island were a big thing, like 2011, 2012, 2013... Thomas Middleditch was doing videos out like the front of place he did a chicken nugget song that was apparently quite popular but I wasn't around to see that stuff Um, he basically did college humour stuff for a long time and one of the fallbacks for Thomas Middleditch was that he would and also Ben Schwartz is that they would Amir would be the would be the crazy person who always introduced these idiots into the situation they'd always be things like a milkman with expired milk only and he'd be like give me your least expired milk and he goes I've got June 12 1995 and he goes that sounds very expired <laughs> and that would Fine. That'd be the joke Is they just yes and every situation and the thing is they would the, one of the running jokes was they get asked a name and they go I've got a perfectly normal name he goes, what's your name then he goes it's absolutely so normal it'll put you to sleep just here and he's like yeah but what is it and he goes my name is Jerry Do." like that and they try and not laugh during the scene and obviously they've done a bunch of takes and just done ridiculous answers And, um, and that comes into this as well like there's a point where they go I am marrying here today. And he asks the name and he goes, "Because oh, I've forgotten my
2: name. Oh,
0: that's just terrible. <laughs> and he goes, I'm Amber. And then Ben Schwartz tries to he goes, I thought your name was Stacy." He goes, yeah, but everybody knows me as Amber. It's like, but Stacy is the same amount of syllables. He goes, yeah, but I'm better known as Amber. He's like, is that your middle name? Because goes, no, that's not my middle name. My middle name's Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's just shit like that. It's just completely yeah. ridiculous. And I like I said, it's more funny when they're failing, but they're making the failure funny. And you can see the energy on screen. And these two guys are clearly friends. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. Is they did a tour before this?
1: Kids today they don't know about who like whose line is it anyway?
0: Yeah, and they don't know about whose line is it anyway. <laughs> Which
1: whose line was is it anyway? was always the weird. British version, not the American version. The
0: American version wasn't bad because it had the bald guy and the it tall had guy Drew Carey. And... Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess it was irritating.
0: And also, he never played the straight man properly. He always just sort of went. He was with... the presenter. Yeah, no, but you know, like how who was it? It's the, ball Clive, Anderson. the Clive Anderson. Clive <laughs> Anderson. Clive Anderson was always Clive Anderson was always the straight man in those situations. It's like if they got completely off the wall and they went, they were like, "Can you help me? Can you help me?" It's like, well, I guess I can help you. And they they have this massive energy. He just lower it straight down, and that, he was the great divider. That was kind of the point. Is that as soon as they ran out of characters, they, they ran out of the ability to like mo- use characters, and they forced themselves to have to use Clive just as an answer, as like a yes man. He would just go straight for the flat no energy, and then every so often he'd crack up about it. So I think probably my favorite whose line is it anyway is the one where um, it was it was all four of them, and they said portray a pop star and one of the the only black dude chose to do Michael Jackson it was what's mm. the guy's name Chris
1: I can't remember he's no, in the cool. late series
0: but yeah but he basically he was the only one who could do a caricature of Michael Jackson and they were like, "How how is it fair that he gets Michael Jackson?" I was like, and Clive Anderson was like, "You could have done Gary Glitter." <laughs> <laughs> like that, you could have done, just rid of a bunch of pedophiles.
1: <laughs> they didn't they didn't call them pedophiles back then. No, though. they were child molesters. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, back then. But, was, but
0: yeah, it was like it was like
1: Gary Glitter was a family entertainer.
0: Well, no, it was like it was two thousand three,
1: two thousand three. Yeah, was was... anyway? He finished like long before the Gary Glitter stuff kicked off.
0: Yeah, I know, but like 2003 was when Gary Glitter was known to be... That really? was when they, they had the last series then. is it? Yeah, yeah. like 2003 through 2007, they had mm. another series. But yeah, so...
1: but It would be this, really embarrassing if you made a film when you licensed the Gary Glitter song for the film these days, wouldn't it? Yeah, imagine
0: yeah. if you made a film that was just for incels, that was technically a remake of a film starring the same actor only a year before, which is a better film, a better representation of mental illness, and all round, an actual movie, rather than just homage to various better films I'm talking about of course you were never really here compared to
1: Trolls 2
0: Joker <laughs> oh it's so fucking bad it's such a bad movie
1: when are you talking about Ben Schwartz
0: so Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch have a Netflix special there's three episodes it's not the
1: same power that Lone Star had in Spaceballs what Schwartz
0: Yeah. Uh, It's really fucking funny, and like I said, I think part of the fun of it is these two guys just being good friends and having a great time. I don't think improv comedy is the future, but seeing these two go at it and do this thing, it actually works in that form. Improv comedy's
1: never been the future. No. It's one step above ventriloquism.
0: (laughs) I'd say it's one (laughs) step above right-wing stand-up. But yeah, really fucking funny, really quick. Um, really silly. And like I said, a lot of the humor comes from their energy, comes from the way they interact with each other and comes from when they fuck up them correcting each other and just being like, it doesn't ever seem vindictive because whenever they do it, they always, they're always about to say something and they'll be like, what's in your name, Vanessa? <laughs> like that. And it'll be like, cause they've caught themselves. They've started laughing. So they have to address it or they just carry on with a bit and just laugh the whole way through it. Uh, but yeah, just fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I'm a fan of both those guys anyway. So I mean, I loved Parks and Recreation, I loved Silicon Valley, I like the shit they did with Omar Amir on um, College Humour, so stuff like that has really just sort of led it to the me. other
1: guy played something Knuckles then.
0: No. Um but I recommend it to most people. I think this is the kind of the kind of thing that if this does well enough, I reckon they will just do like a bunch more of these every so often. And it hmm. really does work in like the Netflix format. And again, the UK doesn't really have this. We don't really have improv.
1: No, America stole Whose Lines anyway from us.
0: Yeah. And all the American like all the American improv apart from this is is just low energy it seems. Like I've seen other shit where they try and do improv live mm. and they try too much to either draw the audience in or they or they just get lost I improv
1: in. Improv these days. A lot of improv comedies are just let's plays. It's YouTubers. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like they, you know, they just riff on stuff.
0: Yeah. But um, but this is more than that. I, I genuinely yeah, think Yeah, it's a stage show. I think the thing is that forty minutes of running around, being exhausted, and then also constantly trying to come up with stupid shit is just <laughs> just fucking funny. It's just funny seeing people sometimes flounder, but then sometimes really pull it off.
1: This is as good as Michael McIntyre.
0: Yeah, it's so much better than Michael McIntyre. I think that episode, that episode in particular, I think it's called Magic School Law. And it all starts, like, it all starts really boring. And it is literally just like, class, I'm leaving the room. Whilst I'm out of the room, please consult your textbooks to find out when a digital contract is valid. Please. And that's it. And then from there, it just fucking, like I said, it's all because some girl in the audience is saying, as well, she goes to law school. And there's a guy who mansplains everything, even when the teachers are saying it. And so she's fucking had a, she's lost her mind with this class and she's explaining different characters and they just fucking go with it. They're like, okay, cool. We've got the characters. We've got this. We can do this. And, um, and it's just fucking, it is funny. I mean, first episode was a bit wary. Second episode is really funny. And the third episode's a wedding. And there's a character called Short Paul who had a very inappropriate relationship with a girl when he was the same age as the girl. I think they were both in sixth grade, which I think works out as about 11, 10 or 11. And that was when they had sex with each other under the moonlight and she's about to get married. And for some reason, she's invited Paul, short Paul, who everyone refers to as short Paul. And then someone who's trying to stop him going to the wedding tells him, look, Paul. And he goes, he goes, hey, do you call me Paul or do you call me short Paul? And she goes, I'm calling you Paul because she called you Paul. And he goes, she calls me Paul. Everyone refers to me as short <laughs> like that. Suddenly, suddenly, he's he's now convinced that he needs to tell the woman of his dreams that he loves her rather than... And if she just called him short and picked on her a little bit, he would have stayed downtrodden. And just from there, it just fucking goes. And there's a ghost who's a robber who's also, I think, officiating the wedding.
1: It sounds made up.
0: It is. It's all made what? up. What? It's all made up. Uh, but yeah, I'd say check it out. Um It's not Tom Atkins because it's not perfect, but it is really fucking good. Um... I'm going to give it a Steve Martin in the 70s.
1: Steve Martin in the 70s? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't really do much in the 70s.
0: 70s and 80s? He did stand-up all through the 70s. He did stand-up through the 70s. In the late 70s, 79 was the jerk. Mm. So he had a career right up until that point. You Are know? You
1: saying that his films in the 80s weren't good enough for you?
0: Playing Trains and Automobiles is amazing. That was 92 or 88?
1: What? Playing of Little Bills. It was yeah. like 86, 85. It was 88, wasn't it? I can't remember.
0: Right up until 88, let's say. Right up until then. Then he was good. But
1: Father of the Bride. <laughs> or, um... Parenthood.
0: Parenthood <laughs> yeah. Cheap by the Dozen.
1: <laughs> fingers good. What? fingers good.
0: Bowfinger's good. That was a rare return to fall. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that... He's um, really
1: um, Yeah, his, his album's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he has a really good joke in the 70s. His, I think one of his first film stand-ups... And, um, and his joke is that he takes a girl, he goes back to a girl's apartment and she's the most attractive woman he's ever seen. He's losing his mind. He's going absolutely mad, but she's very, very drunk. Uh, so she takes her back to his place, her place. She's getting naked and he's, he's describing the whole event and he goes, he goes, and this pussy, boys, this pussy was insane, was mad. So she enters the room again and everybody's like, what? she enters the room again and, and I can't take my eyes off her. And like, and the whole situation just elevates to the point where he's like, he's like, so I stole the cat. But like, that's it. That's the <laughs> end of it. Like, I stole a cat. And, and it's just, it's, it's kind of romantic in a really smutty way, but it's because it, that was back in the days, like George Carlin was wearing a suit on stage <laughs> and stuff. It was back in those days where you had to look presentable, but you said filthy shit when you were, when you look like that. And he, he was wearing his suit and stuff and he's just, he's describing this romantic sense. Like, she's lit the candles and all this other stuff. And, like, and in the end, she's like, He's like, I think she has to go puke. Anyway, I stole the fucking. <laughs> That's just, the whole thing is building up to just that punchline. And it's amazing. It's a bit like The Jerk. Like, The Jerk opens up with, um, Jerk opens up with, uh, I, it was 1965. Um, and, and I was born a black man in Alabama. Because <laughs> 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 the white snow Steve Martin. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, but but like I said, Middleditch and Swatch they're, uh, they're, they're um, stand up I really recommend it Kate Middleditch
1: yeah Once you, I can't remember that name will not you present on or something
0: no you're thinking of the women the man and woman that Chad Middleton
1: oh yeah <laughs> kid went missing wow <laughs> oh.
0: yeah dark dark
1: wow oh. your review Anne. <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking one of those <coughs> place in the sun type presenters oh
0: no no oh.
1: that was dark no. alright and your review um, okay, fine, fuck you. Uh, should we do Arrow Season 8? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Arrow's ended now. He's dead, is he? <laughs> I've watched it from the start. He died twice. He did? Actually, he died like four times over well, the course of this show. He's dead now, is he? No, he's dead. No, he's not,
0: because no, he is going to appear in something else still. No, he's dead. He's got an appearance fucking... in Legends Tomorrow, I think. Left. No, don't right,
1: Maybe. But, no, he's dead. Dead as, dead as dicks. Dead as a specter. It's just going in the afterlife and nothing. Dead as a specter. But um, they did like. This series was weird because the last couple of series, they sort of dragged Arrow back to where it was at the beginning, where it was more about fighting crime lords and stuff. Yeah. Less about meta humans and all that. Because once, once The Flash happened, they started putting so many meta humans in Arrow and it started. You got like Damien Dark and stuff like that and Ragshell Ghoul. Not metahumans, but they're mystical and they got magic shit going on and yeah. ninjas and all this sort of and stuff. And
0: conveniently learned about it
1: on the island. Yeah, and they couldn't say Raish, al Ghul. No, um, it was Ra's. 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 But in the last couple of series, they dragged it back, like the last two, because they had um, What's-His-Face, the dragon, can't remember yeah. his name, and they did that series where it was like making you think the villain was going to be the ex... Um, thinking What's-His-Face, can't remember his name, not Executioner. Executioner's the other guy. Uh, Vigilante. Yeah. But the villain had the same name as Vigilante. It was the same. They they pulled a they pulled a f- twist on you. A switcheroo. Yeah, they called they gave the main villain one of the other characters the same name as the Vigilante's identity, but it wasn't him. Yeah, and he was another archer. Um, but no, there was um all sorts of stuff that was cool. But this last series was like they're trying to tie up loose ends, which means they then have to start addressing the multiple dimensions and the metahuman stuff and all this sort of thing. So it's mm. a weird. It's weird. It's like what is it like five episodes of him traveling around to different places going to earth to like one episode starts off as if like he's just got back from lian Yu, and basically it's an earth where he never came home and he's fitting in and everything you know he's saying that with his mum, which was a nice way to sort of end off like give give an ending arc of saying goodbye to his mum and all this sort of stuff yeah um they're interesting episodes and they set up all this stuff for future stuff there's a there's the stuff in the future still going on with Mia, his daughter, and then she gets dragged back in time.
0: (coughs) (coughs) Well, that's almost an alternative dimension in one episode, isn't it? It's
1: pretty much... It's another dimension... Well, it's a future that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, But that was all built up to the crisis event. And they kill (laughs) Green Antonov off, like... Green Arrow off Like what In the second episode Of Crisis Or the first episode He,
0: gets, he stays behind To fight the demons yeah, dies of his injuries And dies of his injuries Yeah
1: and then he comes back As the spectre Later But that's Isn't it like Crisis And then he rebuilds The universe And makes one Earth And now everyone's like All on one Earth Well
0: no There's technically Still two Which I said they were do
1: years ago No there's only one
0: No there's technically Still two I don't know if you Are we going to talk about Flash as well for a second here
1: Why what are you breaking now Because Ezra
0: Miller's Still in it
1: well, they did the Ezra Miller cameo in the crisis thing. Yeah,
0: so Ezra Miller's universe still exists because he didn't die like everyone else died. He didn't, like, burst I don't think into they planes. thought about it that much. There's still a two, I though. don't think they thought about it I that much. I think there's still two Earths.
1: There's the big budget universe. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Ezra Miller's not going to get a Flash film now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see it's my never joke? Happening. Do you see
0: my joke on Twitter? It's never happening. So they've got to get it done quick because if no, going to kill a fan. <laughs> I but, um, still fucking can't believe that. Yeah. He's got dark seed.
1: <laughs> Choke him out. Choke him out. <laughs> oh, no, step Darkseid's weakness is getting choked to death.
0: She's a fucking parademon. Arrow,
1: <laughs> um, right, yeah, that last series, I was, I was kind of enjoying what they what were doing, nice. individual episodes. I think if it was like, if these were individual episodes scattered through the previous series, like yeah. every now and again, the monitor turns up and goes, Oi, you got to go do this thing now? Yeah. And then for the last series, you focused more on the team arrow in the city. Like, that would have been neat. And then, because you could have had this thing where it's like, they're in the city and everything's going fine, and then suddenly the monster's like, now it's time. Suddenly I see. And it's like, shit, the rug's being pulled out from under me. Things aren't done yet. Then that would have been more interesting, because I think if they'd scattered those episodes before, you would have had more time for them to breathe. You would have had more time for, like, introducing Diggle's adopted son, who then yeah. isn't an entity when... He's got a son and daughter now? Yeah, he's, got, he well,
0: he's got a son. The new world. So weird. So the daughter was created during Flashpoint, so he had a son, now it's a daughter. Yeah, now he's got both. I know he's got both. But the, he also had an son adopted, adopted, son adopted son who ended
1: up becoming Deathstroke or yeah. whatever in the future. He, well, he ended up becoming Or was it his real son? He became Deathstroke. No, or his, his adopted, son.
0: adopted son became Deathstroke. He, his, he had a daughter
1: originally and then yeah. a son. Because okay. he had two sons in the future.
0: And I think that's why... Well, it may have been his actual son then, because it may have been that his son went crazy <laughs> because he shouldn't exist in the time. I, I quite know. like
1: the... Um, the Birds of Preyish, g- Bat Canary and the g- um, Green Arrow thing they did as well, the second to last I just, episode. I think this that is... kind of neat. I don't know why it's set in the future, but...
0: there's so much... <laughs> this is the weird thing, is like, I thought that the last series was going to be, re- like you said, I think it's going to be returning to what the first season was like.
1: Well, the last two before, it felt like that direction, but yeah. then it goes wacky. That's why I think they should have littered those episodes in the previous series. Didn't it just
0: seem so infuriating, though, that it was almost like... I know why they did it. They did, like... Uh, 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 fucking a victory lap. <laughs> want to make sure
1: everything's all yeah in your so mind, like, ready for you've got, crisis.
0: You've got them going back to the Russia and going and meeting with the meeting with the Russian families yeah, and stuff. Antov, yeah, yeah, and you've got them like clearing that, clearing up their bad beef. because last we saw Antov, he, he was to kill sort him. of villain, yeah, yeah, and then suddenly they're hugging again. Yeah, but that's that's kind of, Is it the Bolshoi? <laughs> Who is it? What is the Bolsheviks? I don't know. Bolsheviks. I don't know. <laughs> what is the current family is. Yes. But, like, my biggest problem with this is it didn't feel... It felt like episodes taken from every series, mm. and then, for some reason, they were still doing the flash-forwards. Yeah. I didn't need the flash-forwards.
1: They need that to drag her back into the time, though, and then have, like... Her, she's lost everything, so then she's going to... Might as well fight with everyone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I like that Green Arrow and the Canaries episode. That was kind of neat. I'd be up for a series of that, but I think if they do a series, just do Birds of Prey. Yeah. Like, you can call her Green Arrow and Birds of Prey, call her, I don't know, whatever. It's not like all of them were birds and Birds of Prey. One of them was Batgirl. Yeah. Well, one of them was Oracle. Um, but you could do a Birds of Prey series set in the future. That'd I be think, neat. Have Batman of the Future going around.
0: I think my biggest problem with the whole the whole crossover event as well is it just sucked the wind out of everything. Like, Flash had a pretty strong half-season before the Yeah, but it did have a
1: finale. Like, they ended that plot and flash ended that like it's like a mini season Link's i know flash. but like
0: the whole thing is that the whole flash was fighting blood whatever his name was
1: yeah was but that was, he beat him and that yeah only, i know yeah.
0: but like the problem was that he was preparing to die all the way up to preparing to die in the in the crisis there was a dude who could control blood who was saying i can make it so you live and instead of him going like wait a second i get it you're telling me you can you can make it so that i live fine let's say i believe you i'm fighting interdimensional monsters they're going to rip apart the fabric of my being how does you being in my blood stop that happening mm. be like i'll make your eyes black yeah you'll be dribbling
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm gonna i'm i just, just wanted the guy from heroes in a few episodes
0: i liked him in it yeah like to be honest i think he should have had a whole series I, and still I think,
1: could, is it really his accent i've never been able to tell yeah it doesn't sound right
0: no it doesn't because it's American like there's a weird thing about Americans mixing English voices they soften them so they have like a really weird delivery they sound almost Australian or New Zealand but I think they do the same with Australian and New Zealand accents so they come off sounding soft as well because I don't know if you they but probably like, like when they
1: do Japanese shows and they have someone speaking English and they make him speak really clear, yeah, like enunciate a lot. It's probably them on the set going, "Can you just sound a bit more British, please?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, because I think that he was meant to be Indian in in Heroes, yeah, but he was Indian expat yeah. and then moved out. But I, he deserved a whole series, and there is like the yeah, Flash it would have been
1: nice to not have another speedster as the yeah, the be Flash nice. like keeps hinting at these horror storylines, mm.
0: and they get so close to doing like a proper horror storyline. And I know that it's like a PG-13, if that, for most of the episodes, and you have to restrict what you can see. But, like, that ending felt so stunted. Like, oh, we've got a courtyard full of zombies. It's like the whole city's been transformed into something. I was like, no, it hasn't. There's, like, 12. Like if they if they gave the whole series, like, this horror element, so, like, his whole family gets converted. Everyone gets converted. He's the last one to get converted, and he accepts it. And then he has to fight the virus using the speed force, and then goes into the... and does all that shit by himself... Or like Cisco helps him because Cisco's been able to vibe off the disease because he's accepted his powers again. All of that shit, like, the problem is it just all fell by the wayside. There's a whole episode d- dedicated it's to vibe crisis, man. Vibe when there is a, a pandemic going on in the Flash City and vibe's like, I've got to deal with vibe of madness. What happened to that? It's not mm-hmm. an issue now, is it? No. Yeah, just Doesn't done. His ex-girlfriend's dead so he's not got anything to worry about anymore.
1: Doesn't matter, he's got a new girlfriend. Yeah,
0: he does, yeah. Um, I just the whole thing was very straight. It felt disjointed. Why are you
1: talking about the Flash,
0: because I think that that feeling of disjointedness came from every series. Mm. But I have watched some episodes of Supergirl now, mm. post the crisis, and that feels like it's just accepted. Supergirls alright. Yeah. I Yeah, like
1: Supergirl. I don't know why people hate it so much.
0: I think it's a lot of it's to do with, like the special effects. I think John
1: Cry a freaking amazing Lex Luthor. John
0: Cry. John Cry was good. I liked the twist that Brandon Ralph. He like, basically scribbled out Brandon Ralph Superman and we'll him put himself in there yeah. and then just tried to fuck everyone over anyway. He yeah. was like, John Crow, you're just a prick. <laughs>
1: it's like, this is why no one likes you. It's like, but I'm bold. I'm John Crowe. <laughs> the crisis thing, right. thing was alright. The crisis thing was like a men, big old men, 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 here's some fun stuff for everyone. Yeah, the thing. crisis
0: thing was like, hey, the Avengers can do it. Here's the Avengers if you shot it in your back yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, probably better than... <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, Brandon no, Ralph I, Superman was great in it. Yeah, Brandon and Ralph everyone like finding great. him ridiculously hot and I, raised just there, and everyone's like, "Oh, alright, Ray,
2: great. you got buff."
0: I fucking <laughs> loved seeing um, seeing Tom Welling
1: for a few seconds.
2: For a
0: few seconds, I liked his like yeah. the way that Henry uh, John Cryer turned up and was just like, "Hey, guess what? I've got kryptonite." Like, and, and then he was just like, "I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face like <laughs> repeatedly."
1: He just It'd grabs break. the kryptonite, and just
0: throws it yeah. away, and then punches him in the face. Mm. Yeah, I liked that, um, and I like the idea that that is the only Superman that I can see giving up his powers of being happy. Mm.
1: Um, There's loads of weird stuff with that crisis thing because they were just like, um, let's just have a whole bunch of random cameos, but they're not really cameos. They're just no. like a couple of shots they shot on the set of Doom Patrol or something. Yeah. Doesn't count really. Like you could have done significant stuff. It would have been neat to like Hawk and Dove getting in there, like all the like, just yeah. get everyone. This is the. This is a. It was a
0: missed opportunity from the beginning because every time they went to one of those other planets, hmm. and and Steven Amell was like, crisis is happening, and they're in a police station where they literally got like tons of cops and tons yeah, of, people of the Titans
1: out. turn up in the last part because yeah. like they've never, they've never met the Titans of Doom Patrol, no. they're in another dimension. So yeah. how did they? I
0: it's mean, all been pulled together now. hasn't Yeah, it? but so they, they don't know them. Planned. So
1: <laughs> why would the why would Spectre of
0: just fuck? <sighs> Every other T V series like The Flash Oh maybe creator.
1: introduce Spectre in the previous series.
0: <coughs> I would just take <coughs> I would take every single one of mm. these properties and just go look boom Justice League unlimited live action. Do
1: mm. that. Yeah. yeah. Have a ro- rotating cast. Friggin', it's weird um,
0: it's it's weird that DC are kind of Legends
1: of Tomorrow is kind of rotating cast show now, isn't it? Yeah. Legends, Legends Tomorrow, of Tomorrow is fucking Given up for it, giving any shits it's just
0: well yeah it, I think like, was it the first it. episode of this season they've got the bear woman in there the Inuit Rasputin. woman Rasputin Rasputin's the villain yeah played yeah. by that guy who's he's pretty awesome he's in yeah. loads of shit isn't he yeah. he was the bad guy in Wayana Earp and he's like the bad guy in that Van Helsing Man. Vanessa Helsing I don't watch that shit no nor do I I do
1: i watch yeah. watched so much of it it's got a title sequence now yeah it does like yeah. five seconds of yeah. punk stuff Um, but no it's right. but um, I think the best thing in the new series of Arrow was that Ragman was in the last episode I love that out of all the characters they could bring back, they brought Ragman back. I was like, because that's always bothered me. Out of all the characters who have disappeared from Arrow, the only only two have ever bothered me. One was Ragman just... Just being like, oh, I'm not using my powers anymore. No, his and powers... And he disappears. He didn't work because yeah, yeah, he...
0: Yeah, he, he put his rags around that. But I
1: always felt like he should have come back at some point. He was the only one who had like a genuine he like, superpower. He was a nice, cool guy.
0: And a cool background as well. Yeah. Like, Wasn't it his dead family yeah, but, were killed in an explosion? Yeah, and, and like, the rags were
1: his dad's. His dad used them before him. Yeah,
0: and they were basically imbued I mean, his whole town
1: destroyed. got destroyed by Felicity's smoke. Yeah, <laughs> that was it,
0: sorry. um, so she killed his entire town and the rags which his dad used as like weren't they like like they were just whippy weird like the cape and then he got them and they were imbued by the spirits of all his loved ones in his entire town he basically could use them to he was
1: already around before that before the nuke thing happened was he? yeah oh okay Um, no there was um, the two that really bothered me in that series that they never did I'm glad they brought Ragman back um, Do you remember when they teased Solomon Grundy and it never happened? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who becomes Solomon Grundy gets trapped under a whole bunch of rubble and stuff and there was like some radioactive shit with him and then nothing came from that. Well, didn't they have like... what happened to Black Cat?
0: Didn't they have one (laughs) teaser for Solomon Grundy where he was like... They had like the shoulders and the head and they had him in like a... I think it was like a sewer. It might have been around the same time as the Gorilla Grodd stuff. I think you're thinking
1: of Gotham because Gotham did Solomon Grundy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Should we speak about Gotham very briefly? No, I'm gonna to have to finish that. I one hate day. Gotham so much. It's a fucking hilarious! It's <laughs> so bad. you bad taste. You skipped two seasons. You're missing out all the best. The
0: problem stuff. with Gotham is you're missing
1: out the amazing arc where the freaking Joker is like it's full on Joker arc. In so season Joker's four.
0: in the last episode. Yeah,
1: but they did a weird makeup for oh, don't yeah. care about that? The previous series, Joker, the Joker arc. There's a crazy guy who's deciding that he's the Joker now, and he's basically well, isn't he the brother of the person who originally? No, that comes later. Oh, there's right. a guy who basically um idolises what Jerome had done the previous year. Okay. Jerome's dead. Yeah. And he does some shit that brings Jerome back to life. And then Jerome's crazy and he kills the guy who was impersonating him and his face has been cut off at some point because the guy's been wearing Jerome's face. Yeah, so he staples it back on. Jerome staples it back on. And it ends with a fun house fight and um freaking Commissioner Gordon punches his face off. And it's fucking hilarious.
0: It's so bad.
1: And then he gets put in a in an Arkham Asylum cell next to the Penguin, and they're chatting to each other through the walls.
0: Yeah, like the problem I had with it's so fucking stupid, last season of Gotham was it was just a slog to get through. Like mm. it's a victim of its budget and it it's a victim of its scope. Like if it reduced down, if it was like let's be sensible here, we can't do No Man's Land because we can't really act like the city's closed off. And then they're like. Oh, but we can do No Man's Land, and we'll pretend the whole the whole town is empty. And they're like, "Oh, wait, it wasn't empty. We've actually got tons of refugees here." They are. You standing missed out in front two seasons.
1: You missed out Benedict BD Wong as frigging Hugo Strange. No, no, no. no. I've seen B. D. some of BD Wong was amazing as Hugo Strange. BD Wong's <laughs>
0: in this series. Yeah, he, he Nailed. He Hugo is Strange. really good. Yeah, he's really good. Like, there's a weird side plot where. Uh, how far into the fifth is the fifth series It series? The fourth eight?
1: series. I stopped watching. Okay, I stopped watching, and the episode where Jerome and Penguin get locked in. Na- neighbouring cells in Arkham Asylum.
0: Because Penguin Penguin comes back and helps people in this one. Yeah. But he doesn't really. He doesn't. He's just whatever
1: he wants. Well, he pretends to blow up a child in one series. Yeah. It's just... It's It's, <laughs> it's not, just so endlessly dark and miserable like, but also dumb as hell.
0: The first series was trying to do something really dark yeah, and the weird. the first
1: is the worst series.
0: Yeah. So I slogged through the first and then start the second and in the second it starts just with the same shit but it was like... It just... No episode feels like it's connected to anything. Doesn't matter. It does matter Doesn't though. Worry because too they much. act like you're going to remember, like, the fucking... oh, do you remember Fish Moody's third in command guy named John that we spoke about 16 episodes ago? Well, he was the one with the bomb, and I'm like, no, no. What, what it is bomb? is that
1: they enjoy working with that guy, so they make him be in it more. And the whole thing is just like everyone's just having fun. And they're just having a laugh. It's a bunch of idiots pretending to be Batman. <laughs> oh that
0: kid starts doing that fucking accent in that series in the fifth series and it, 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 fifth or sixth which one was it fifth. the fifth was the last series the kid starts doing the accent so every conversation he's having with people he's like hey everybody how's it going it's like, him. oh you've hit you've hit puberty have you he's like, no I'm
1: I'm Bruce smoke him
0: and then like he comes back as Batman ten years there's a ten year time job.
1: Well, his mouth does yeah <laughs> he doesn't talk the stunt double he
0: doesn't talk in that episode Stunt like, because the kid is too young to look like Bruce Wayne. Well, he's too young to look like Bruce Wayne when he's Bruce Wayne, mm. going around with his fucking hair shit. should jug. have done the time When zone. was it meant to be made?
1: There's no setting for it. Because that's he has one the, of the he, things, he has
0: earbuds in at one
1: point. That's one of the amazing things with the show. You rarely see a pe- anything that dates when the show yeah. is set. Because they're driving around in 1950s cars and they're using flip phones, but then they've got high-tech computers. and yeah. it That's one thing I love about it. It's time. It's weird. There's, like, no attempt to set it in any time. It reminds me of the animated series that way. Because the animated series had that Art Deco 1940s look, but then people were using crazy sci-fi tech. Yeah. Do it. Fuck it. God, Batman Gotham should feel like it doesn't belong in any time period. Like, it should be weird. Anyway, I was reviewing Arrow. And you wasted 20 minutes. What are you reviewing now? Uh,
0: my last Stop review... Stop playing on your phone. My last review is going to be something I'm quite excited about talking about. Oh. Um, I saw aids. <laughs> on Friday, we had a very important film being released on Netflix called Extraction starring Chris Hemsworth, which was yeah. written by one of the Russo brothers and produced by the Russo brothers, but um, directed, uh, which directed by, by Sam Hargrave. Hargrave. Mm. Um, I've got my phone on for this because there are some names in here that I am going to butcher.
1: Look, if you don't remember the names, it doesn't matter.
0: No, it's because... It's very, it's very important to my explanation because I, I want to explain why I enjoyed this so much. So this has been getting middling reviews, middling to okay reviews, right? And the story is very formulaic. It's basically Chris Hemsworth is a mercenary for hire. He's been hired by a, by a massive drug kingpin to, to, um, get his son because he's been kidnapped by a rival drug kingpin. So this boy named Ovi is kidnapped after school by some people police or pretending to be police who basically just kidnap him and they hold him for ransom like ransom yeah like ransom it's all set in like um it's all it's it's all shot in india um india and thailand so it's like...
1: Are sure it's not set in parts of, shot in parts of Vancouver? No, though? no, like, like in...
0: genuinely it was shot on location, ah. which is fucking phenomenal. Because um, normally you just, like, put yeah. an
1: orange filter on Vancouver and it could be anywhere. Exactly. Uh,
0: but no, it was actually shot on location. Uh, so Chris Hemsworth plays a mercenary he's hired to go, and ca- to go and save this kid named Ovi. Um, and it, through several double crosses and, and triple crosses, he ends up just not able to drop the kid off at the extraction point and then has to travel with him to another point and get him out of the city. So far, so formulaic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it sounds like a standard film. But normally normally that premise is the last half an hour of a film where you have tense negotiations. With this, the first 10 minutes we meet Chris Hemsworth, we meet the kid, the kid's going to school, he's got his friends, he goes to a party, gets kidnapped. Chris Hemsworth, he's... he's, At the beginning you see sort of like a flash forward where he's injured and he's walking across a bridge. And then it cuts to him being in uh, New Zealand or Australia, I can't remember which one, And he's sort of cliff diving, and it just—he holds his breath underwater, and you—you sort of you get the idea that he's been trained to, you know, he's he's training his body, he's looking after himself, so that he can perform well in his job. Again, mercenary, his job is his body and how he acts. And then, as soon as he gets into the situation, like he knocks on the door, kills four people in fucking beautiful violence.
1: Nice, I love violence. And then
0: grabs the kid, and then from there, it is just dun 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 dun, dun, like action action beat, action beat, action beat, action beat. And then it stops and the only time it really breaks and gives you a rest is when the characters get to rest, which is where you get the, uh, the carrier from David Harbor another Netflix actor now um, you get came from David Harbor in the conversation and it just and then it's just boom 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 relentless again and the thing is that for it all I can't say at any point I felt like those actors weren't doing absolutely brilliantly with a, I what I'm gonna say is very, very light very light dialogue, and very light characterization, but they do absolutely fantastically with this it. This is
1: good, six underground. It's all
0: if I was to compare this to anything, it would be like, imagine John Wick. But if John Wick you know the part where he's where he's in the he goes to Egypt hmm. in John Wick 3? Imagine that, but if it wasn't a magical, mystical land and there are still tuk-tuks and shit running through the area. There is a fight that is fucking incredible and it's a single shot that goes through all these apartment buildings. It's obviously not a single shot but it's like shot to look like a single shot and then cut together. They go through these apartment buildings. Chris Hemsworth, and this is where I'm going to need my phone for the name because this guy is amazing. Randeep Hooda who I'd never heard of. He is built as big as Chris Hemsworth. Hooder. Huda. Huda. He's built as big as, big as Chris Hemsworth. They're about, both about 6'4". Hmm. And he plays the personal bodyguard to the gangster who's Ovi's dad. And so he's, like, sort of defending the kid.
1: Wait, is the kid called Ovi?
0: Yeah, kid's called Ovi. I don't know what it's short for. Just ignore it.
1: That sounds like a name from Garfield.
0: It does. But anyway, ignore it. So, um, so they have this fight that ends up with Chris Hemsworth dragging this guy out of windows. They both fall down and then fall into the street. They start throwing punches at each other. And then they pull out knives, start fucking swinging. And it's like the Winter Soldier fight. Which is funny because Sam Hargrave, the guy who did this, is actually the stunt coordinator for a lot of Marvel films. Which is how he's sort of obviously got these people. Randeep Hoda. Randy Hoda.
1: You said Randy. I
0: didn't. He's- oh did I? Oh Randy Phood It's H O O D A. Um yeah, pretend like you know. Their fight is fucking incredible though. And Chris Hemsworth, like so basically the fight ends when Chris Hemsworth is hit by a car because it's it all feels lived in. People are still moving in and out of the scene and they are like just doing shit. Like, it feels like everyone's still there doing their daily shopping or driving a fucking taxi or driving bikes. And so every so often they do get, like, you get someone beeping and then they, they skirt their bike through the scene and carry on into the background just disappear. We did
1: a Bollywood and production, like, just didn't tell people they yeah, were shooting an action it's basically sequence. like a Bollywood production. Yeah, just put and everyone in danger.
0: There is a fucking... So Chris Hemsworth gets hit by a car and then, like, and slides off screen. Who, Randy Pouda, like, disappears around the corner of the scene, and you just see Chris Hemsworth in the background, and then, and then Ovi comes down, he comes out through the apartments and down into the street. Um, and he looks right, and he sees a big van, and the van pulls and stops. And then in front, he looks left, and Chris Hemsworth's gone. The, the road's sort of clear now. Um, <laughs> Randy Pouda comes back round, he sees Ovi, he's drags, he ho- drags Ovi over, and he's like, he's like talking to him, like, scolding him and he's saying look what are you doing why are you running away from me I'm the one to protect you and then the kid looks to his right and this truck is barreling down and and Randy pushes the kid and then gets hit by the truck the truck breaks right next to Ovi so Ovi's like sort of passenger side door so he didn't didn't go far into Randy, but Randy gets launched into a window and then it pulls back and it's Chris Hemsworth and he's like, get in. <laughs> like fucked completely and utterly just get in get in the truck <laughs> and then they just drive. And just from there, it's just like it like I said, it just action beats. And it the thing is that it's shot like John Wick, with that same energy, hmm. with Chris Hemsworth, who is who isn't a high energy hacker normally. Like really oddly, as four, the high energy shit is when it's CGI and you don't get his real like you don't really get his personality in the CGI he obviously
1: didn't watch him on Home and Away
0: <laughs> like he's more akin to I hate to I hate to talk about Ghostbusters again but he's more akin to Ghostbusters and the energy he brought to that where him as a character although he was playing like a one note character he sold the jokes he sold the energy that he played
1: Slimer in Ghostbusters didn't no. he
0: he sold the character and the energy and again you've got that here and because those action beats are in there as well it's really fucking impressive and I can see him being like a return to form of the, like the Bruce Willis style action hero you know how we've got like the old man action hero face of John Wick and stuff
1: like that I, I think can... Chris Hemsworth's more likely to take all that for money and just fuck go off. surfing yeah not do anything ever again
0: I can see him do like 10 more of these films I have seen him he... every
1: now and again he turns up on Instagram posts yeah. a video of him doing something goofy yeah check me out yeah doing just some... the
0: four thing with a hammer well, he's yeah. all in those Marvel films, isn't he? He's the only one who had abs. He's <laughs> the only one who's had a fourth film. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's he's going to yeah. get a fourth film. None of the other big names have got a fourth well, film. Well,
0: technically, Captain America, Nyan Man. He's
1: so big that they cancelled the next Star Trek film. Really? Yeah, because he was going to be in the next Star Trek film. Was he? He's in, he's in 2009 Star Trek. He plays Kirk's dad. Oh, yeah. And the plan be. was to have a time travel story where Kirk his dad. Because he's yeah. so pricey now. And they wanted to cut Chris Pine's wage. And Chris Pine was like, fuck you. Yeah.
0: Well, he's... And he's an entrepreneur as well. He's got a lot of money. Oh, Chris Prime. No, um, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth has a ton of fucking money. Probably
1: sells swimwear.
0: Well, no, he got paid. He got paid the most in the last Marvel movie, didn't he? got like didn't 75 million in total. No, no,
1: Robert Downey Jr. got 75 million.
0: So did Chris Hemsworth. Doubtful. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, like his take home for this year is massive, mm. but obviously for Netflix, he took a hit. But this fucking film, like mm. it's weird to recommend it so much, but it does feel like. It feels like a 90s film if it was just the last half hour of a 90s Those film.
1: old late 90s, early two thousand, straight-to-video action movies. Yeah, but with a like massive... Drive. Yeah, but with a Fucking massive budget. The good Drive, not the... <laughs> actually... They're both good. Yeah, but yeah. the one with Mark Dacascos is better.
0: But, um, no, it's not. Um, See, <laughs> You yes,
1: He punches a guy, he punches a fist towards a guy and stops it so close to his face, his glasses split in half. That's awesome. Brittany Murphy was in it.
0: But, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's fucking incredible, and I'd recommend people watch it because it's again, it's another Netflix thing. So, and we're all in quarantine, so you might as well fucking watch it at this point. But it's just fucking great. I've I have got it, important things. To I do. think you'd actually really like it because it feels a bit like a Power Rangers film, where it feels like one of those, one of those, you know, like the episodes where the Rangers lose the ability to use their morpher and they've they've got to, like fight out with their like just their prowess.
1: No weapons. No, no, because you got to use the Japanese footage for the action sequences. <laughs> it feels
0: a bit like the raid. <laughs> it feels like that. Like, but it, again. The raid didn't feel lived in. That was kind of the thing. You in, you met characters in other apartments when people accidentally crashed through their walls. But in this, it feels like there are people around all the action scenes. There are people living their lives. There's a scene where Ovi runs through a flat and there are people there and he's like literally chucking their belongings and the people are screaming and arguing. Well, yeah, he's being chased by police like a SWAT team. Look, um But yeah, like you can see people arguing. You see people living. It's
1: the commander where they smash into that motel no. room and the lady's naked. No, not like that.
0: But yeah, I, it's just so fucking weirdly energetic and sh- just well shot and just... Mm. It, I... Like I said, most people just said it's middling action. The problem is... It's been so long since we've had middling action. Action is so often boring as fuck now, or it's high art, like John Wick. Because John Wick, again, it doesn't feel like a lived-in world most of the time. It feels like a magical, mystical world, Yeah, John it?
1: Wick is a magic land. Yeah. It's fantasy.
0: So every time you get someone who's making sushi, they're not a sushi maker. They're a secret
1: hidden assassin Everyone's group. an assassin yeah. in fucking John Wick. And
0: that doesn't feel like that here. Here it feels like you've got the people that are super well trained and then you've got people that are covered in military garb and obviously they could be like really well trained but they're not willing to put their lives on the line in that same way mm. whereas Chris Hemsworth is like he feels like Rick O'Connell in the first Mummy whereas like he's constantly going through the film like this could kill me fuck it I'm up. I'm in yeah let's do this I'll fight immortal mummies I'm literally trying to kill myself
1: that movie wrecked Brendan Fraser's career
0: it wrecked his body yeah so did George of the Jungle like loads of shit did.
1: Should have done Encino Man 2.
0: Yeah. Or uh, what was the what was the one where Paulie Shaw Passion of Darkly Army Moon well, in, the, in the Navy now? He's got a cameo in that. No. Um, um, and then also Kids in the Hall. The yeah, brain he Candy. He turns
1: up in all sorts, man.
0: Well, he was friends with all the comedian groups, yeah. wasn't he? So he, like he did loads
1: of stuff. But yeah, I, I really... G.I. Reckon- Joe.
0: Yeah. I really recommend this. It's mm. not Tom Atkins. It's like a Matthew McConaughey, you know.
1: I mean, Tom Atkins isn't in it. No.
0: But it's, it's, it's not perfect. It is like an 8 out of 10 if I was going to give it a number because that's the only way that I could quantify it. Not perfect, but it's...
1: Scoring with numbers.
0: I know, it's fucking gross, isn't it? Yeah. It was exactly what I wanted at the time and I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was because every Netflix film always comes with a caveat that it feels like a Netflix film.
1: It feels like a film that wasn't. Yeah. no one wanted to release in the cinema. Yeah. This feels like... a McCloth feel paradox.
0: I could watch this in the fucking cinema and I would be just as happy because that... Like in fact, I think this could actually benefit from a cinema release because they may have put a little bit more. There are a couple of wonky shots where people are firing mm. rockets at fucking helicopters, and you know, like they've got that weird smoke effect that doesn't really mm. look like smoke; it looks like clouds that someone's just made thicker.
1: You've got to have your PNGs of smoke and then just repeat.
0: Yeah. Them. Although, in a really nice thing, this is the first time I've seen it in a film, someone shoots the tail end off the helicopter, instead of the whole helicopter exploding, the tail fucks off, like, just blows up, catches on fire, and the main helicopter's left just spinning on the rotor. He always does that. No,
1: not uh, always. Rambo did it a bunch of times. Rambo
0: did it, yeah, maybe in the 80s, with, yeah. like, the little models. CGI,
1: baby. And, uh, Die Hard. The helicopter. Did you he hit it with a car? No, that was the f was No, he hit a helicopter with a car in Die Hard 4. Yeah,
0: 4.0. 4.0. Yeah.
1: No, it's Live Free and Die Hard. No,
0: it's Die Hard 4.0, uncut. What was the, the two only... names for one? Here? What was the fifth? Live one? Free or Die Hard? Oh, oh no! No,
1: another day. That's a good day to Die Hard. Good day to Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth one was Live Free and Die Hard hit. Yeah, or Die Hard 4.0 on iTunes. Yeah, or it's Die Hard 4.0 over here in Live Free or Die Hard somewhere. I don't live know. Live Free and Die Hard in America. Do you remember when they were going to make a Die Hard film where he was on a Hawaiian um, holiday resort when Ozzy Osbourne was going to be the bad guy? No. Everyone forgets that was a pitch for a Die Hard film once. Do you
0: remember there was going to be a good Rambo sequel where Rambo took on an alien?
1: Ugh. Do
0: you not know about that? He took on a legal aliens. <clears throat> that was so bad. I said Rambo I Last Br- Blood is just bad. Yeah, it. It's not it. worth watching. It's like xenophobic, racist shit. And the only Rambo part is the last, like, 20 minutes. Hmm but even then it's like shot underground in tunnels that are poorly lit and every time he stabs someone like all the cool shit where he's like fucking got you with a sharpened broom for the face and shit it's all dark so you don't see anything it's just like and it cuts after a second like someone gets a rake to the head and I'm like that'd be awesome like Cowards. seeing like the rake come out and then seeing someone run down the thing and be like
1: oh I mean, fuck I think rambo is any rambo 4 is the only one that's actually really violent that's the others true. are cartoony violent yeah
0: yeah they are cartoony violent rambo 4
1: is violent violent
0: <laughs> Rabbit yeah. 4 is great. Yeah, I love that film. I do as well. I caught
1: a bit of it the other day. I switched over and it was at the point um, where just after when Judy Benz goes to hire him. Oh, like, yeah. After the rest of the guys have been... You're taking guns?
0: No. Yeah. We're taking Bibles. It was um, at the then, point
1: where... No, at the point where they've all been captured and the guys oh, yeah. come to hire him and then... Yeah. He's got the one guy who's like, who's this wanker? I'm, like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. I'm a boat guy! And, um,
0: is his name Paul McGuice? Was it Matthew
1: McFadden is in it, isn't it? No. The young lad, I can't remember his name. He's oh, the young stuff. guy, it's not yeah. Matthew McFadden, that's the guy. One of those, uh, Matthew McFadden type. Oh, okay, one Whatever, side. but he's like, he's the only one who's like, yeah, I think we should maybe listen to the guy 2008 driving McFadden. the boat. I would see that in cinema. Yeah, it's a good film man. And Matthew Marsden. Matthew Marsden, I told you, is a
0: Oh Gra Graham McTavish. McTavish was yeah. the English dude.
1: Isn't he soap in the Call of Duty yeah, games? Is, yeah. yeah. God, it's quite um, a good It's a fucking great film. Lots of CGI blood. Tons Lots of CGI of fake, blood. Weird blood. But like the part where he kills the bad guy and his top half and bottom half yeah, roll out of sequence down the hill.
0: Knife that he makes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just film. I just that was when Sylvester Stallone looked the most horrifying as well. Mm. it was that could have been instead of calling it Rambo got, could
1: call, it was originally because they did Rocky Balboa yeah and this was meant to be called John Rambo yeah and there was a joke going around that he was going to do Tango and Cash next that I'm the only person who remembers their names do you know what it would have been called? what? Raymond Tango and Gabriel Cash do
0: you know what's really funny about that? because I
1: remember their names
0: they were meant to be the other way around weren't they? It was only to be Kurt Russell was the smart one who did stock trading. Mm. But then Sylvester Sloan, he in his contract, there's like a thing where he has to be mentioned that
1: he's smart. Yeah, no, because he knew it would be funnier.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> it would be funnier if he's the Can smart one. Can you imagine one. if that drag scene was switched around?
1: Rambo was a pussy.
0: Can you imagine if it was, instead of being Kurt Russell, who mm. I'm going to say is an attractive guy, I'm a little bit into it, when mm, he puts just... on the dress and he's got the legs, you're like, that could be a human female woman. That's fine. And then if Sylvester Stallone put the dress on, you'd be like, "That is incredible." How many squats does she do? <laughs> How much HGH has she Which inject in, in the cold
1: bass? Yeah.
0: How much HGH has she got in those legs? Fucking hell.
1: out. Like that bit in you'd you'd think it's um the muscly guy from the end of Each of the Killer. Do you remember that in Each of the Killer when there's the old man and he takes his shirt off and he's all muscly and no. he's got the head digitally added onto a muscle man's body. No. <laughs>
0: It's been so long since I've seen that film. It's classic. I did watch um, Takeshi Mika's newest film, First Love.
1: I haven't seen that yet. It's
0: really fucking good. It's a weird film, though.
1: Is he back doing weird ones again?
0: Yeah, so... Because
1: I liked when he was doing kids' films, because it was fucking hilarious. This will take
0: a second. I'll just describe the plot. So First Love is about a boxer who is having... Um, he's he's getting knocked down the ring, but he's not being knocked out by hits. He's sort of having like, these weird hot flashes and then going down.
1: Oh, because he's going for the menopause.
0: No... <laughs> like not like hot flashes you know what I mean like he just like he's collapsing so he goes to a doctor and the doctor's like oh you've got a brain tumour and he's like I've got nothing left to live for and I, all I'm good at is punching what will my legacy be and so he just goes and he's basically moping outside of his flat block and he sees some girl running past and she's scribbling, like help me help me help me it turns out the Yakuza's trying to trying to frame her for stealing a bunch of drugs and killing the crime boss because yeah. he's a violent guy with prostitutes so when he goes to a Yakuza boss yeah um, and this this cop's chasing this girl down the streets and the guy stands up and just gives one of the greatest haymakers I've ever seen to him. He might have just smacked the guy in the fucking head and knocked him out. But he swings and hits him in this wide shot where you can see just the woman just almost out of frame and you see this Yakuza guy get hit and almost flip in the air and fucking land. And the guy's just standing there like, and he's got like weird floppy hair, cause he's only like 22, 21. He's like a young kid. And he's just got weird floppy hair. And he turns to his right, there's that prostitute guy, and she's like, she's like, and he's like, he's like, I, um, knocked this guy out. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah, I know. And then she grabs his hand, and they basically go on the run. And it turns out that she's, she's like, properly into prostitution. She was captured at a young age and all this other horrible shit. And through the whole night, they're basically running from the Yakuza. And like I said, his one skill is that he's good at punching mm. and her skill is she's addicted to crack <laughs> and was a prostitute who's got a lot of drugs on her because she was being framed for this thing. Well, they basically her took a bag and gave, and like they just travel through, I think it's Tokyo, just travel mm. through Tokyo and it's fucking, again, that feeling of life in an environment because Takeshi Mika is just like, he is one of those people that like, he's like, we're going to shoot here, is that cool? And there's like people going in and out of shot and they're like, and he just goes, I'm going to do one long take, don't worry about it, got it, got it. Film it, you're in the scene, just go about your business. So you get a load of people moving around stuff. I wonder
1: how many people's first, um, like, experience of Takeshi Miike is watching either the Phoenix Wright or Jojo Bizarre adventure film. There's probably a couple.
0: <laughs> Kids, probably. Younger yeah. people.
1: Well, they'd watch Ninja Kids. Ninja Kids is the brightest, most colourful film you'll ever imagine.
0: <laughs> oh, um, sorry, yeah. So, like, and then... 20 minutes after, after all that's happened and they're on the run he gets a phone call from the doctor who's like really embarrassing I actually uh, when I said you only had like a couple of days to live someone else's x-ray yeah the reason you're having headaches and things like that you need glasses <laughs> and uh, and so he's like I'm not going to die but I could die fuck I could die <laughs> and, then, and then 10 minutes later the doctor's like yeah, just, uh, just calling again. Really embarrassing again. <laughs> and he's like... <gasps> and he, goes, he goes, just calling to make sure you got my last message. <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: and, then, and then that's it. That's like the joke for the first half hour and then it's just pulse-pounding like Takeshi Miike hmm. does action in a weird way. Because, I don't know, did you ever see Dude's Blade of the Immortal?
1: hell, man. Friggin... Last film of his I watched was um, Phoenix Wright and 13 Assassins. Oh, okay. Because um, I,
0: I watched Yakuza... Yakuza uh, Yakuza vampire, whatever it
1: was. Wow. Yeah, um, he's made like seventy films.
0: I know. I watched Yakuza. It won't y- freaking stop. I watched the Yakuza vampire, and then after that, I watched Blade of the Immortal, which was his black and white one, the anime, mm. the anime one. That was fucking incredible. That's the kind of film where there's a scene where he's just like swinging his sword and slicing dudes, and you know where like you just sort of hear it, and then people drop to the ground. And they've just got. Takeshi Mika won't just have torn clothes and then people with red lines on them. Takeshi Mika's like, and they like fall to the floor and they like, and blood just everywhere in black and white. But that was shot for like 10 mil and it looks incredible. Hmm. Like they have a hundred man fight in the beginning where he's just, obviously he can't be killed so he's just fucking cutting people down taking all this damage. And then like there's these weird worms that reconnect all his skin and stuff. It's really interesting. Sexy. Um, I think he also did Ruru, uh, Rurino Kenshi. Ruron, Ruronin Kenshi.
1: Yeah, there you go. Ruronin I think Kenshi. he did
0: those as well. I watched all three of those. They're yeah,
1: good. I saw the wire work for that film's crazy. They um, they didn't use it to lift people in the air. They used it to drag the actors around. Yeah. <laughs> so like, did you have you seen zip left and right? Have you seen the trench right? scene?
0: Like, there's a mm. scene where they're going for a battle that's happening in the woods, mm. and they've dug these trenches so that people can hide behind the trenches to get. You What's know, the, the anime? <laughs> oh, okay. When I was a kid, i it's seen the anime as well. But they basically they've dug trenches into the hill so that people at the top of the hill that are defending it they can hide behind the trenches and then try and attack the people that are up in the hill. Mm. And he runs through the trenches down the hill. And the way they do it in the film is that there's like a rig that goes that way. Mm. So he's running slight like to the side, so he's like almost almost like um, almost horizontal, and he's running through these trenches just like pounding his way through the trench, holding this massive sword. That he's got to not catch on the hill as he's going down so he's got this awkward mm. angle just pounding his way through this thing and then like slicing people as he goes and you can see where the wire almost because the wire is only as long as it needs to be for him to have the angle mm. every so often he almost launches himself in the air and then cuts and then they, re, they obviously recut it with a different shot because it went fucked up but you can see just the hints of it and I think that's like his his style in general is just catch it all and then do what we can with what we've got that's catch, that's caught 'Cause he always films the script. That's the weird thing. He always gets the dialogue. What yeah. dialogue there is in his films.
1: He does he's just weirdo. Eh? Yeah. It's a fucking weirdo. Eh?
0: I'd like to see what he could do with like um more horror stuff, because he does he doesn't really do horror, does he? Like not proper horror.
2: Yeah.
1: Gozu, friggin' yeah, Actually, but... the Killers are horror. No, I mean Effectively. like
0: I mean like proper like Audition. Yeah. Yeah, actually yeah, audition. He
1: started okay. for Tokyo Gore Police.
0: <laughs> yeah like, he did
1: didn't he Dude, god when was that Take 1990s 1997 has he
0: only been active for that
1: long Takeshi Miki's a director
0: yeah he's been active for longer than that director yeah not an actor yeah I know but I mean active like as in director. you said yeah. actor
1: sorry no I'm I an actor uh, mid 90s he came on scene huh. yeah you're a anyway, your last review ad fucking what oh, oh god I've only got a couple of seconds um, speaking of Chris Hemsworth I watched Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Hey! Hey, because I was bored and I <laughs> rented it. were you? I quite liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I'm glad that someone else did. It got, did. like, really middling reviews. Not yeah. hating not hating it. A lot of people said it felt like Kevin Smith again, because Kevin Smith, I give that guy some credit, the dude's doing some weird-ass films. Yeah. Like, like, not many directors would go and make Tusk and Red State. I actually like fucking, Tusk. what's that other one? Yoga hoses. Yeah. No one should make yoga hoses. No, yoga hoses
0: was bad. But I like Tusk.
1: But um, James I Rob Reboot is just like this brilliant thing where I'm going to spoil, not the plot or anything like that, but I'm going to spoil the point of the film, which is basically, look, not everything's for you. Let a next generation have their stuff. You grow up a little bit, take responsibility, friggin' pass on what you know to the next generation and let them enjoy what they want. Because so that's yeah. essentially what the... Theme of the film is. But it's basically they find out there's a Blunt Man and Chronic remake, reboot film coming out. Or I think their definition of what a rebake and a reboot is is a little bit fuzzy, but mm. whatever. Um, it was just an excuse to get Jason Lee in it again. Um, and the film starts off feeling very much like another Jane Silent Bob film. Which, J.S.T. Bob Strike Back is probably genuinely one of the great farcical comedies. Yeah. It's a fantastic comedy. And when they keep talking about stuff that happened in that film, as if it's just normal. Yeah. And everyone's just like, what? It's like, yeah, yeah, Monkey punched him in the face once. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Monkey, where's all your catsuits that you're wearing underneath those costumes? Because one time we were hanging out with these girls and they were supposed to be bank (laughs) robbers, eco-terrorists, but it turned out they were bank robbers and they were wearing catsuits. Like... It's full of that sort of feeling. But as the film goes on, it starts getting more and more heart and it starts... Yeah. It genuinely, like, hits nails, a whole bunch of emotional moments as the film goes on. Like, really, really well done. Like, when it comes to the point where... Because their plan is to get to the Comic-Con where they're supposed to be filming one last scene for Jay and Silent Bob re-Blood Man and Chronic movie. Yep. And they want to stop that film being sh- that scene being filmed to stop the movie. Completely misunderstanding how films are made and that they would just cut the scene... Or film it another time. Yeah. Um, you know, fake it on a green screen, like Kevin Smith is, well, or like a Black Man and Chronic reboot film looked like it was. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they part ways and he has a little moment with one of the other characters because don't want to spoil stuff, but it's like a nice emotional moment because the film is all about Jay. Like, it's his story. Like, it's his. He's the emotional core of it. It's kind of nice to. Finally, after years with Jay, to have a real emotional depth to him, yeah, which is something like because they they they're, they're one note characters. That's their basis is That's their, the joke. Yeah,
0: they were never meant to be the leads.
1: Yeah, and the only bit of depth you ever got from it was the one time Bob would talk. Yeah, um, still the best one. Whenever he talks, is Chase and Amy. That's still the greatest thing, and that gets called back in this. The Chase and Amy speech is like
0: no, no. My favorite's No Ticket.
1: No Ticket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
0: that old couple's face is just like,
1: no ticket. <laughs> no ticket. I will say um, Silent Bob's talking and speaking in this one was pretty fucking mm. <laughs> brilliant when they sported Wonder into a Ku Klux Klan <laughs> thing and Bob just like opens out on them and starts laying into them, which oh. is great fun. Um, but yeah, I've, it's it's a fun film and I don't know why it got badly viewed. I don't think it's up there with like, I wouldn't put it in the top five. Kevin Smith films, no, no. but I would definitely say it's like it's it's you know perfectly fine to watch alongside him yeah. Like Clerks and Clerks Two are my two favorites. I think Clerks Two is a masterpiece. I think um, <clears throat> Jane and Bob Strike Back is like the great one of the good great far school comedies. Yeah, I love Dogma as much of a mess as it is His Dogma's fun. Yeah, you know Maul rats is great. Chase name Amy's great. See, I I always I de- put it above Jersey Girl.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think most people would. I I'm I'm. Even Jersey Girl's though, not I as like bad Jersey as people Girl. say. Yeah, <laughs> I think that probably the best thing you can say about, about Jersey Girl is that George Carling finally got the chance to act and you can tell he's trying. Mm. But he's I, um, so good in that.
1: Jersey Girl is like you know like Tarantino's Jackie Brown when people friggin'
0: yeah they dismiss it, it. they don't yeah, like it Yeah cuz it's not the same as pulp it fiction It wasn't written by him but that's kind of the point
1: It was he wrote the script for the film it was uh, based on a book though Oh yeah, yeah. sorry Yeah but um Jackie Brown I personally I think is Tarantino's most mature well made film Yeah Like I think it's a fantastic film I
0: think Dust Till Dawn is the best film Tarantino never made
1: <laughs> No the best film Tarantino never made was like all those films that ripped him off for years afterwards mm. Um Lucky number seven, But like Jersey Girl's kind of like that, where it's the one where Kevin Smith's first time trying something that feels different.
0: Yeah, and it has a lot of heart. Yeah, like, that's it's just the not weird as good. Thing, the and weird dared band. to
1: kill J-Lo at the start, which is what yeah. all films should start with. It killed her in
0: a heartbreaking way. So here's here's the weird thing that I... That,
1: um... Avengers Endgame, just start with J-Lo dying.
0: <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> did I... J-Lo make it past the snap? No, she disappeared. <laughs> no, she did, but she fell off the stage and died.
0: <laughs> I think I was positive about this when I reviewed it a few months ago.
1: I don't remember review
0: it. I not it. review it? I don't remember you reviewing it. Um, I, I I liked it. Hmm. I think my biggest problem with it was that the comedy felt flat, but the emotional parts really, really well, well done. I was laughing quite a lot for the came- really?
1: Chris Hemsworth cameo was fucking. Yeah, hilarious. That, was ale- that was amazing. Probably. So but- Chris Hemsworth, just a hologram. Don't come near me because you'll burn yourself. <laughs> uh, it felt like yeah. Taika Waititi had like it did, just yeah. let him. It was, like, it was
0: like, and nobody
1: pretend to hunt me when I'm in a weird position. I'm actually just going to stand. Yeah, and he comes back later. Like it's just like oh, Chris Hemsworth again. Same rules apply. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody pretend to hunt um, me. Freaking Ben Affleck's cameo that, is that's what I was going to talk to you great. about. Yeah, so Ben Affleck that has was Jay's real kid Yeah. comes in at the end as well, right? So
0: Ben Affleck has um, he's got a lot of flack recently <laughs> from us and other people. Like, well, whatever you want to say about him. He's an Oscar-winning director and someone who... I think he's won Oscars as well for acting, right? Yeah,
1: he's yeah, well, I don't know about acting, but... Um, Good
0: Will Hunting, he got his first Oscar for screenplay. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, he's got an Oscar for The Town.
1: He got direct, he's got he got Oscar nominations for directing for a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I don't know about... Not for The Town. No, for Argo. Gongo, I, think he, I think he got one for Argo. He got for, a nomination for actor for Gongo, didn't he? Yeah, and then he What's also... The, he remember. got one...
0: What was... Oh, um... The
1: Phantoms? Phantoms. <laughs> Phantoms. He was the bomb in Phantoms. He was the bomb in Phantoms.
0: But in this, I... He comes into the he comes into the thing, and it's the first time that Jason Mewes kind of shuts up for a scene, mm. and yeah. he explains to him the whole point of doing what they do, and it feels like ben he's Affleck, doing
1: the chase and Amy speech back to them. It's like he's explaining the emotional core of the film. Yeah, to Jason, and it feels like yeah.
0: he's not being directed. Yeah. It feels like Ben Affleck and it's is passing just,
1: on generational knowledge because there's the whole thing where he says about how years ago when Bob gave him that and Amy speech. Yeah. It helped him grow as a person. And it's like, he's trying to impart that knowledge to Jay. It's yeah. like, it's good cyclical stuff. It, it's,
0: it's not just, the, it, I, I, I want to say that it transcends story. like yeah. just, you could cut that scene out there. Mm. And that could be an interview with Ben Affleck about how he feels about his life right now. Mm. Like he could be giving you an earnest speech about like, we all need to grow. We all need to change. We all need to evolve. Mm. And, I thought, so my feeling in the beginning of the film, once you meet the deaf girl and um, and um, Harley Quinn Smith.
1: Mill, mill, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Millennium Falcon. <laughs> once,
0: once you meet those two kids, I was like, oh, this is our new Jay and son and Bob. And mm-hmm. they kind of play like that. They love getting high, but they get high in a way that's more modern. They have filthy fucking mouths, which is hilarious. Um,
1: I like their little plans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come blueprints.
0: With, come with these little plans and these little blueprints.
1: And Mr. Trick, Longhurst beats the beat file up, and
0: <laughs> they they trick they trick Kevin Smith and, and Jason Mewes a bunch of times, and like
1: no, it's Jane, and Bob. Kevin Smith's a character Sim- in sorry, the film. Sorry,
0: yeah, um, and I think the best parts are when he's directing other people. I mm-hmm. don't think Jane, Son and Bob are. I don't think they need to continue anymore. You know, like it kind of feels. That's no, like, a good ending.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll turn them off you know every now and yeah. again, but. You know, I mean, do you remember there's a period where they like they cameoed in a screen film?
0: Yeah, cameoed in a Screen Three. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things. Cameoed, um,
0: cameoed in, um uh what was it? Um <sighs> Goodwill Hunting Two. They cameoed in that. <laughs> <Hunting season. laughs>
1: yeah, it's classic. <laughs> I don't like them apples one bit. Will Hunting. <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's like I got a number. <laughs> And you like, them apples, and then walks up. But in the sequence, it's, it's even like, so. What are you gonna say to me, janitor? And he's like, What am I gonna say to you? Turn to Rebel It's hunting season, it's hunting season, bitch.
1: The best bit in that scene is when they're like, Hey, Gus, lying, Gus. And it cuts to Gus Van Sant. He's just counting his money. He's like, What? What? Yeah. I'm busy. He's <laughs> like, Lying, Gus. It's like, Whatever.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, fucking, it, it didn't
1: is- feel as low budget as I thought, as well, because it like, felt- some of his recent films have felt really low budget.
0: Tusk is the only one that hasn't, from the most recent. But well, Tusk
1: is, like, set in two rooms. <laughs> for most yeah, of-
0: but, like, the lighting and everything else in mm. Tusk, it feels but like. he got a different.
1: Um, on Red State, he got a new. Um, Crew. S- assistant director, didn't he? Well, cinematographer. Yeah. And, like, he's definitely stepped up that side. But James like Bob Reboot, it doesn't. Like there's a lot of locations, a lot of moving around. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going I just on. Think, I
0: just think that, like in terms of like lighting and staging, it's a bit flat in some areas, was, and then it's fine in others.
1: It's definitely shot quickly. I yeah. mean, I probably think the weakest part of it is when you see the Blunt Man and Chronic film, and quite clearly Melissa Benoist and Val Kilmer were not on set at the same time. Mm. Um, and Genius casting having Val Kilmer be yeah. the blunt man though because you know He can't talk
2: Yeah <laughs> He's
1: done <laughs> his vo- He's still got his voice it's just he can't Yeah It's broken and stuff Um, Like friggin The Snowman Yeah Where he filmed his scenes and he ADR'd his lines in later mm. when his voice was recovering from the Surgery From all the surgery Yeah he's He had throat cancer man Yeah but um, Do you know what he was doing before hmm. that? Nothing
0: No he was for a little while in New York he was doing a one man show about um, Abraham Lincoln, I think, was he? Yeah. or or some historical American film. You I mean, he did
1: a film with Francis Ford Coppola that no yeah. one watched.
0: Um, what was it? Yaz? Twixt. Twixt. The it.
1: one that Francis Ford Coppola would edit live. Yeah. He would cut in different good. takes of films live. It's and, not very
0: good. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, he was doing like, to like a load mm. of really rave reviews, and then obviously the throat cancer happened, and he had surgery and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it feels it genuinely feels like a film that's made with more heart than it has. There's like, I think there's loads of stuff in the script that could be trimmed or changed, but for the most part, what you get there, you get um, so many characters giving it their Like Jason Lee is great. You don't expect Jason Lee to be great. And he still does the stupid. Blah, 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 and you're like, you're like, Oh, I remember that from fucking more rats. and, and mm. Joe's on Bob, fuck that, it doesn't matter, but the moment's up to that, he's like, he's like, you guys really don't understand how the Hollywood machine works, do you? you got to make money from the old shit by remaking the old shit to new shit, reintroducing it to an audience so they can then start a fucking big old party! Like, it's the way that he talks, that same energy he had when he was fucking 20, 30, 40, and it's just, it's really nice to see those actors, it feels like you're
1: watching people hang out. They don't make, with that line about um, they don't make sequels anymore, they make reboots, they don't even make squeakles anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah! <laughs> Take the out of having the jetmines. Oh,
1: God. Which one was he not in? In he's the in third one. Was the it it third one? Uh, yeah, I thought Zach. it was the second, he was back in the third.
0: No, he's not in the second one. It's taken <laughs> over by Zach. What's his name?
1: Uh, No idea. Shazam. Oh, Zachary Leffing. Yeah, Zachary Leffing. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's not terrible. It doesn't rank in his house I think, for me, the highest... chasing definitely Amy. definitely watch it again. Chasing no Amy, 20. Dogma, Clerks... James on the Bob Strike Back and then Mallrats. Those mm. are like my top five and they're the ones I rewatch a lot. I'll catch this again at some other point. I think once it's added to Netflix I'll probably catch mm. it again but um, I already paid my five quid to watch it on fucking iTunes and I don't really want to watch it. I watched it again. on the
1: Xbox and yeah. then discovered you have to download a fucking app, app just to watch a movie on it. X-
0: they play it in 4K oh. and stuff. And it looks it's nice. 1080p on the Xbox. Oh really?
1: Yeah, it's, not, it's just HD.
0: Oh Jesus. Oh, it might have been only HD on the iTunes one.
1: Mm. I don't think there is a 4K version of it. Oh, that's odd.
0: But yeah, like all in all it feels like he's saying goodbye to those characters, but at the same time, he's making a very heartfelt film. Mm. And I think that that's been the case with a lot of stuff of his daughter. And His daughter's grown as an actress. She was a bit crap in like some other stuff she's been in. She's make a
1: cameo in Tusk, wasn't it? And then that's the, her character in oh, Tusk yeah. is yoga yoga hoses. hoses yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I I'm watching Yoga Hoses. See,
0: Yoga Hoses isn't terrible for some. Like some bits are fine and stupid and silly. And like Justin Long has a cameo as a yoga teacher who doesn't actually know yoga. So he's like, and now we're going to do the punching forward. It's like that. And it's like, walk like the Egyptian. Uh, like that. And like, they learn mm. yoga from these stupid poses that he's made up. And then the bit where it falls apart is like the extended Johnny Depp stuff. And then a lot of like bits and pieces where he's sort of, where they're fighting these like tiny little like hot, dog oh, hot
1: Nazis. Frankfurter Nazis. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just like shit like that, where it's like, mm. clearly someone read Preacher and they've gone, oh, I get what made that Preacher comic good. There was a. I man how many films out.
1: Kevin Smith's made? I always every now and again I always just remember. Oh yeah, he also did Cop Out, and he also did Zach and Mary.
0: Cop Out's bad. <laughs> Zach and Mary's fucking incredible.
1: Cop Out's a flat, just just flat. Tracy Morgan should have been the main. It should have been Tracy Morgan.
0: I think it should have <laughs> been Tracy Morgan as Sean William Scott because Sean William mm. Scott's great in that. Yeah, it's like. Bruce Willis is like, we hit him with our car. Is he dead? And so he jumps back in and goes, "I'm not dead, guys!" And they're like, "We've got to arrest that guy." And he starts running, and they're like, "Maybe I can hit him with a car again." That would be funny if someone delivered that with sold because it's Bruce Willis. Maybe i hit him Bruce with Willis
1: with only tries again. once every ten years. Yeah. Last one was Looper. He's he's due another one in a few years. Yeah. Oh, what if he's in Night? What if he's in Knives Out too? Like Ryan Johnson would get him to yeah. put some effort in. You think he likes him? Really? I think Bruce Willis likes him. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Willis tried in Looper. Yeah, that's true. So. I think maybe he just likes Ryan Johnson.
0: I really like... There's a shot in Looper that I actually really like, and it's, it's one of the ones that's mirrored. So you know where um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's standing on top of the car, and he's got, like, his hair's really long and raggedy, and it's drifting, hmm. and he's got the jacket drifting behind him, and he's holding the gun, and he's firing down into the windshield of the car, and it switches, and it's Bruce Willis, and he's got one foot up on the bonnet of a car, and he's doing the same, but it's, like, slightly framed differently. Hmm. It's like a drop frame, and then you've got a thing floating in the background. And it's a really nice way of showing the passage of time. That like someone's on the bonnet of a car shooting down, and they've just got buildings behind. I like them. the bit
1: where Paul Darno's legs fell off. Yeah, I thought that, that was fucking hilarious. I
0: thought the guy running and he looks down, and he's missing fingers. I was like, that's fucking grim. Like the problem is that it doesn't hold up to the rules that they're setting because how would he get? Them no, the first you don't
1: month? think about the rules. Yeah, okay. It says so in the film. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I' fed up trying to explain time travel to people in movies. Like it's, ad friggin' roommate friggin who doesn't like his name being mentioned and stuff. Who's that? You know who. But he was oh, moaning that the time traveling in game makes no makes no sense because they change the past and it doesn't change the future. They don't like, change the past. And I'm trying thing. to explain it to him. He said, like, that's not how time travel works. And I'm yeah. like, time travel isn't real.
0: <laughs> one of the things. One of the things. I've and only-
1: end game actually is, in theoretical sense, the nearest to what yeah. is, would happen.
0: They basically yeah yeah they basically just say that
1: as far as quantum stuff goes, that's the closest to why because you watch back to the future yeah there's only two set that, the, the movies you just you've you got back, back to the to, future rules you've the the you got time drop rules and then you've got friggin what's that other time travel one the really good one Hot Hot top time machine no it's, i mean the one down isski the fountain no not pie i'm thinking of some other film that's the one where they got the box and it's really confusing it's a oh, time traveling. Um, yeah, um, God. Um, time Crimes. <laughs> time Crimes is a different film, <laughs> but you can have super realistic, like in theory. Why is that one? time travel stuff? And it's too complicated for people to get their yeah. head around unless you let Bruce Banner as a giant green man explain it because he seems to do it quite well. Can't
0: we go back in time and just? And then you yeah. <laughs> go back to the future rules. And
1: then yeah, Back to the Future rules. <laughs> And you got time cop rules, and they're the two easy ones to do. Yeah, and Endgame didn't do either of those. No, and that's when people get confused.
0: Instead, Endgame <laughs> like it's really simple. Just pick a point when the stone wasn't in use, and then take it and return it to that point. That's, that's it. what their plan was, yeah. just to not fuck over the that's other. That's it. That's that's like lots of new game dimensions game. that yeah. were a problem. Because once you've once you've got <laughs> something like. I think they were intending to bring everyone back so they were thinking that Thanos wouldn't come back and if they brought everyone else back they would have the abilities of say Doctor Strange so imagine if you did have the, the is it the power stone or the mind gem the mind gem's the one in the scepter yeah or is that Possibly. the soul yeah I don't know who knows but basically the one that Loki had in Avengers 1 if you then sent Doctor Strange back and you just went, oh, time's frozen, and then put it back in the hand of whoever they took it from mm-hmm. a second after it happened, they'd be like, oh, that was weird. It jumped in and out. Of t- it's obviously a space stone, so I don't need to worry about that. That's just maybe what it will do now. And they just hand it over done. You know, like, fuck yeah. But, like, they, uh, the problem is that whenever you think about time travel in any of those films, like, you could always say that Looper wants two, two people uh, live on the same plane. They're mm-hmm. living in that same moment in time. So it's just a mirrored image. So even though he's older, his mass is still existing in that timeline. So once you cut off someone else's legs, he loses his legs at that exact same minute because until that point, he both had and didn't have his legs. Hmm. Like, that's how it works. That's fine. That's not stupid. What I was saying by time travel logic in, in terms of every other film is, how would he even go back in time? How would he be an assassin if he didn't have legs? how not worry live that about answer? that. And that's the thing is like, as soon as those get two... get a
1: machine and then you go back in time.
0: Yeah, as soon as those two people exist on that same plane of existence once they, they once Max enters into the same existence and you're cutting someone's legs off they both do and don't have their legs until the point they're missing so you can't like have them before and not have them off
1: yeah weird James Silent Bob I really liked it Yeah. well I, I say I
0: really liked it like it's it was a middling return so I really like the emotional stuff the comedy felt a bit flat at times
1: I wouldn't say it's middling I'd say above that I think it's really good but it's yeah. just Kevin Smith's best films are great
0: yeah Kevin. Like I think he's still I
1: would take this over most American comedy films these yeah, days yeah
0: like 100% of American comedy yeah. films I'd take it over this felt like a film that Netflix should have put another 10 million into
1: I mean, Netflix didn't make it
0: no I know but like if Netflix if he went with Netflix to do this hmm. instead of because he did this all through Kickstarter and shit didn't
1: he it's all self-funded his yeah. films he gets backers and stuff and- yeah does it if,
0: yeah. um, I reckon Kickstarter would have given him like 40-50 million but I don't know if you would have you they don't know.
1: spend that much on films everyone gets paid scale and they um, really. that's how they make their films look so good they pay everyone hardly anything and people I still just...
0: reckon all the cameos were done for free in this or they were done at well, just great.
1: yeah a lot of them is buddies aren't they yeah
0: I really like the Chris
1: Hemsworth one yeah a lot one of them one would one. only take a little bit of time Not like the Chris Hemsworth one just set a green screen up in Chris Hemsworth's house do it over the internet he wasn't even
0: wearing like an outfit or he was just bringing no. his clothes wouldn't he yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben Affleck's one that I think that I'm gonna it's gonna be something that sticks with me for a while just that his speech and like the way that like I said it just it's tailored for him isn't it it's him saying sorry mm. or it's him saying saying I've accepted that I can't be Batman it's him saying I've accepted that I was a bad bloke I've changed it's him saying it's basically just rounds up everything in his career and it's just one speech that just throws it out there it feels like he mm. is saying something and about and then it,
1: he so. fits in a whole bunch of puns at the end yeah yeah and it's <laughs> oh, kid oh do
0: fuck yourself yeah his kid just like no don't listen to daddy <laughs> he has like really good chemistry with that kid as well like i was yeah. surprised how easily he fits into the father role on screen because he's yeah. like obviously playing a character in that he's playing the exaggerated version of himself from the viewer skewer verse
1: yeah but he like really just he's playing one of his characters from the viewers like four isn't there because there's holden McNeil and friggin' um
0: is it um who was the angel Gabriel was it Gabriel? or No. Yeah, he was Gabriel. Yeah.
1: Loki was Matt Damon. He makes a cameo. Yeah, I
0: love Loki's <laughs> cameo. It's just like, hey kids, just so you're aware, I'm not actually in this movie. No. But we're just gonna transition over. I'm just saying hi. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm still here.
1: It's weird. One thing actually, they they act, dogma is a real thing that happened in the universe. Yeah. But in Jameson and Bob Strike Back, dogma is a movie that exists within is the viewers' universe. Yeah, they reference it as a film. Oh. That was based on him or something. Is something because they they uh, was no was it a deleted scene from Clerks too actually might have been oh maybe I remember they talk about how they sold the rights to their likeness and then they made loads of money and that's how they got all the money to just oh, hang out their own all the time and, and yeah how they yeah because that was a line that was a bit cut from Clerks too but yeah oh, weird. anyway I enjoyed it Um
0: I think I know why people hate it it's like a lot of like people just love to hate Well, no it's a lot of that humour is counter internet culture humour. Like, they do say, like, we're independent women, we don't give a fuck, like, maybe we don't want to sleep with people, maybe guys have gross dicks, I don't know, yeah, I'd sit on Chris Hemsworth's face. Like, it's just stuff that you'd expect to hear a man say, but a woman's sexualizing another person. And at the same time, like, they openly speak about sexuality, they openly speak about, like, why it's wrong to, like, treat women shitty and stuff like that, they're just very... Like it's obviously he's changed you know, there's a, be a l-
1: whole bunch of assholes. Saying these women are so shrill. Yeah, and they're that's so kind shrill. of
0: that's why I think people didn't like it is because.
1: Do you stop your squawking?
0: Yeah, you know, like you know, half the internet exists, and they say they're evangelical Christians all other shit, and really, it's just them trying to make an excuse for being cunts. Hmm. Yeah, like there's just loads of those internet trolls and incels and all the other groups, and they all hate women. The ones that.
1: who don't get that always sunny in Philadelphia is making fun of them. You've got <laughs> basically
0: you've got like out on the internet. Let's assume that. One third of the population are gremlin. Uh, yeah, they're all like that. I
1: don't want to. That's gross. I know
0: it's horrible, isn't it? But that's it. That's Say what
1: goodbye it is. to the children. Anyway. Bye, everyone.
0: Uh, and they can this find is you two hours, two and a quarter hours already. LV fifty four space monkey Fuck on Twitter. Sake. They can also find you as Mellow Gaming on YouTube. How many followers you got on YouTube? Some. I have three now.
2: Oh, <laughs> no!
0: Right. Someone must have clicked that by accident. Uh, no, probably. Um, you can find me at Crit on both YouTube and Twitter. Um, and Anything
1: you're excited about for coming up? Uh, it'd be nice to get paid full wage again. Have you not been paid? I'm only getting paid 80%, aren't oh, I? Oh, fuck. If you need to borrow
0: money, let me know.
1: You could pay the going rate of rent for the local area. 460. It's more than that in the local area. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Do you want me to bring up some websites showing how much apartments no. No. and stuff cost no. around here? No, I don't.
0: No? No. no. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be paid for much longer. <laughs> I need to find a new job soon. Mm. That's going to be fun in a pandemic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, walk into an office, go and shake someone's hand, and they're like, oh, no, we don't do that here. Elbows, please.
1: a <laughs> job working in Domino's.
0: I'm not working in retail or a food place. There are jobs in- around now. No, that's not true. And I've never gone for a lower wage. I always go for a better wage. Mm. So, Yes. As soon as I got a better wage, maybe we can talk about rent. Until then, I'm Matt. You're at 20 jars of Marmite. Yeah, they were £2 for two. For two and I thought I was getting two.
1: <laughs> I got 16. See how much frivolous you are with your money. I two jars of Marmite. How many, how many packets of <coughs> Nature Valley bars did you buy? I, won, I bought 50 by
0: accident. <laughs> well, not by accident. I was originally going to buy 25 and then they had the 50 go and offer for the same price I was like yeah I'll grab some and then I offered them to you you've oh, got the easy. money
1: spare just to buy all sorts yeah outrageous speaking
0: so about buying Naruto for the click Switch. like yeah quick click, click, like, click like and supply, surprise
1: yeah if I should get more money
0: there's uh, we're available everywhere now I've literally been checking and we're on Stitcher we're on Deezer no, we're on I don't Google know what those, are. those aren't real things we're on Google we're on
1: iTunes Deezer's not a real thing
0: Deezer is a real fan. That, that's not a word. And there's pod radio we're on. Pod you know, radio Podcast station. Loads of stuff we're on. Um, but we don't see the metrics for those. No. <laughs> Especially not iTunes. I don't know why they won't see the metrics for iTunes. No, I don't see them either. No, you yeah. don't see any of it. Like, yeah. we've got... There are seven reviews on iTunes. Mm,
1: and six of them are you.
0: No, one of them's me. We can't read the others. No. <laughs> they don't appear when you go on the website. They don't appear when you go on a Mac. They don't appear when you go on a PC. They don't appear when you go on a phone or an iPad. Like, how am I meant to read those reviews? You don't. All right. Anyway, transphobes are scum. That's our message today. It's
1: fucking, how long are you making this podcast? It's a nice
0: universal message. Oh, we Bye. 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 Transphobes are scum. Bye. Okay. No, bye. What are you expecting me to say? <laughs> say goodbye. Oh, I said bye. Like, three times.
1: Say, tell him you love them. Love you guys. Give me a later. kiss.
2: No, I'm not kissing them. Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. <laughs>